bowels of One Half Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Real Country Radio. Congratulations, Detroit. You can be thoroughly ashamed of yourself. The homicide tool has reached a nice even 750. Details on the latest leveling from Police Sergeant... Coming up now, we're going to start off the set with... In the morning. Bucketless Tigers could use this guy's talent. Have you had time to get ready? <clears throat> I don't waste any time getting ready. I stay ready. <laughs> and stay ready we do. Um, welcome back to another sidetrack. Uh, Ryan Rusick is here. Cody Vanner will join us shortly. But in the meantime, oh, there he is. Speak of the devil, told us he was driving. And uh, hey, Cody, how are you? Uh, I'm tired of being on an airplane. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for you at this point. Yeah. Yeah, yesterday morning, uh, an hour and a half delay sitting on the plane, and, like, they don't walk around and ask you, do you want drinks or anything, you know? So that's super fun. Well, they're, they're, fortunately, they're only offering fortunately you brought your own. <laughs> That's yeah, why you well, always sneak the little shooters in your in your carry-on. Bingo. And speaking yeah. of the, the fourth voice on your microphone or your speaker or whoever, however you're consuming this, that would be Clint Tucker from What Smoke and Promotions uh, to talk to us about Midwest Internationals. But, Cody, back to you. Uh, uh, how you getting on? Good. Just got, uh, I'm, uh, just got back to the airport in Omaha, so headed home. So. Well, that's not so bad then. No, we're getting, so we're, we might even be a witness tonight because you got us on like dash cam shit. What's going on there? Yeah. <laughs> well, nice. when you've got when you've got the mount like there, I mean, it's just handy, you know. So give somebody something entertaining to look at, you know. Because I mean, my ugly mug in the dark's nothing fancy. So not that great in the day either. Yeah, I know. I figured I figured one of you guys would say that. So one of us was going to take it. Yep. So. But no, the plane ride was was hot. Like I came off sweating, and it was it was uh, turbulence the entire way. So it was pretty miserable on the way back. Where were you coming from? Dallas. So oh. I uh, alarm clock went off at one thirty yesterday morning to catch the first flight out, and uh, yeah, getting back tonight. So it is windy, windy. So it's all good. Anyway. Now that you know who all is here, um, tonight's focus, at least to start with anyway, is the Midwest Winter Nationals coming up at the Michiana Event Center in Shipshawana, Indiana. And the promoter, the boss, my boss, is uh, Clint Tucker from What Smoker Promotions. He's on the other end of our line. Uh, you will not get a visual of him because Internet sucks in central <laughs> Illinois. How you doing tonight, Clint? Good. I'm glad to be on and visiting with you guys. And, uh, we haven't really uh, been on any podcasts yet this fall. It's our first one, and we've got a lot of good things. Uh, a lot of good things to talk about. Yes, we do. It's it's we, we're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, the other the other guys on this show are looking forward to it. We all plan to be there and attend and and uh, help out in any way that we can to make this thing go. It's always been billed as kind of the, the Super Bowl, the single charger, and I think that's a fair appellation. I don't know who coined it. I don't know if I, don't know if I started calling it that or if other, somebody else did, but uh, that's really what it is. 
It's a Super Bowl of micromanagement. Bingo. <laughs> there, well, and that's the truth. So let's let's go right in on that particular point, um, and why it's been so important this fall to get our registration figured out and who's going to come for what classes, and and really hone in on that because. There's only there's a finite number of it starts with a finite number of parking spaces for haulers on the ground. And then you design everything from that. Everything is scripted. Every pit space under the roof is assigned. And there's a dance card that goes with all of this that you guys figure out weeks and months in advance. And that's why we're so up against it now. Yeah. Um, our pit boss, Joe Hurd. He'll sit there and he'll fret over that. Starting, um, we have our kickoff meeting for the event, uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. We all gather together. We look at our numbers. Uh, Zolik has done a phenomenal job with our website. Uh, <clears throat> all the entries are there. Everybody can look at it day to day. And, you know, we get, you know, 1,500 to 2,000 people look at our website every day. So they know what tractors are going to be there. Um, they can go and buy tickets. Uh, they, you know, the, the the live streams. You know, I think it will be available soon. That Ryan and the boys do. Brent and uh, Jesse Post's father, Mike. <laughs> they do the top quality job on that. So uh, after we go from there, um, we, you know, we used to sit, at, you know, in, in our home in Pekin when we did the Gordyville, and we'd fret and try to, you know, get classes full. Well, we don't have to worry about this year. You know, we're going to set a record for hot farms in one building at one time, um, yes. which is really exciting. Uh, we've got the biggest class of 4-1 limited pros we've ever had. Uh, light pros are still several getting, you know, coming. Uh, we're still looking for a few light limited supers. We've got a phenomenal mini ride class, the little carbureted guys. Filled the class up, I think, in uh, about four days. Uh, 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 another one that was really good is the our classic modifieds. You know, Woody Krumrise. Uh, you know, he's our main on that. Main on that. And uh, yeah, we got a phenomenal class of those guys. They get along real good up there. They work. They kind of work it out together what they're going to do. And they've came a long way from the first time we ran here at Gordyville. Till we run them up our ship it's uh a good group of guys unique you know only time they get to pull indoors now um they appreciate us and we appreciate them so yeah we start out in, we start out here in the, after thanksgiving we get the floor plan laid together and um we try to get it to where we can get as many tractors in as we possibly can get them out of the cold and then um we try to transition. We try to we, we try to micromanage our schedule um, of the tractors going down the track, you know, to get them in and out. And the ones that are going to be there for the till, till Saturday night, we try to figure out when to run them and where to park them. And Joe does a phenomenal job on that because Joe is a uh, ag retail location manager, so he is the king of micromanagement, and that's the guy that we put in charge of that. And you don't want to cross him because reasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There is a chance that if you make Joe mad, you could get up outside by yourself. I, uh, that's a bad place to be. 
I was back in the pit area last year introducing somebody. I forget who I was standing with, and we were talking about a particular puller, and and he was coming some coming in with somebody, and uh, he waited till the last second to give me the horn to get the f out of the way, and as he went by, yeah. I didn't even get a smile out of him, and I like <laughs> not not that I've got privileged whatever with the event, but like I I could have been flattened like anyone. That'd just be Joe. Um, yeah. before, before we get into the, the kind of the philosophy of the event and, and how it flows and why it flows the way that it flows. Um, I know we're throw, I'm going to throw up the schedule on the screen. I don't know beyond what this is. If there's tremendous changes in this calendar at this point, I don't think that there is, there may be some, some minutia there. Um, the only thing that happened, Charles, was uh, we just didn't have a lot of the interest in having the three six trucks on Saturday night. Yeah. We, we kind of had them for a few years, and and it was working out good. We really we didn't put them through the whole process of qualification and finals. Uh, just, if you guys wanted to come and run them, you know, we, we enjoyed them on Saturday night, and it just didn't seem like we were going to have the numbers that we wanted to, because you know Saturday right. is our big night, our big show. Right. So um, what we did was uh, we took the monumental amount of hot farms and we split them up into four sessions. So it'll be Thursday morning, Thursday evening, Friday morning, Friday evening. Um, that'll be their qualification. And uh, in the top three out of those four sessions, we'll go to the 12 class finals on Saturday night. And, and correct uh, me if I'm wrong, if, I, if last I looked, we were at 75 of the five ten, yeah, and there's a couple more praying they can get their tractors done and be there. Yeah, wow. To be at to so be I, at eighty and have uh, four flights of twenty, I mean that would be epic. I think I think we'll, I think we'll get there. Um, of course, the dinos. We we haven't been the silly season yet with the dinos eat eat tractors up, and that'll happen. We know that. The so last the, two uh, words, the last two letters of Dino are N O, which means no. Stay the hell off of it, and come and put it on our track. Yeah, <laughs> these guys are addicted to them. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I know. But uh, yeah, I, I I think I I think you can pretty much rest assured whenever you buy a ticket, come watch our event. You're going to see 18 hot farms going on the track every session on Thursday and Friday, and uh, and I'm so proud. Of all those guys, um, the variation of engine combinations all over the, you know, in the United States, that's going to be there. Um, and they all just, they all just get along. There's no squabbling. It's just great. Started out with a, a uh, Badger State, you know, the, 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 the 510 Hot Farms from Indiana. And it just developed into the tractors out east. You know, they, they run a little different set of rules. They got a little fatter tires on, but they all seem to just, they look forward to coming to the Midwest Winter Nationals just so they can see each other, exchange ideas, and, you know, talk about their summers. And it just works out really good. It's just like, it's just like a family gathering of guys, you know, pulling at that level and um, just proud to be a part of it and proud and just, lucky that we you know deal with guys that own dinos own engine shops that have guided us through all this to uh make good fair level competition 
So Clint, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but uh, engine combinations, when you started doing this, like how did you decide that like, hey, we're going to start running some of these combinations and change some weights and change some drawbar heights to drawbar heights to run together? Like where did that come from? And I mean, that's fantastic to see them all kind of competing and it's neat to see it all together under one row. Well, it started out with Kevin Engelking you know, in the infancy of it, you know, Kevin was the first dyno service that really did a professional job in Northern Illinois. Um, he would, you know, I'd run things past him and he would tell me exactly what the track, what those engines had for horsepower and torque. And, you know, then Dustin and Brandon Hart, they put a, they put a dyno in, um, Brian Scott's got one, helps me out, Adrian Cox, Luke Ross, uh, all these guys got these dinos, and Kent Crowder, you know, every now and then I'll bug Kent about, you know, something, um, and they'll tell you, they won't give you names, but they'll give you what those things are doing, and you kind of, kind of guess a little bit on their tires, and, and uh, kind of what's happening, you know, as they go down the track, and also, you know, when I first started, you know, business partners with Dave Hager, and he had multi sleds. So now we work with Bungarts, and they keep records. You know, they don't pull. A, you know, they don't go out on the, at Maryland and put it on a show, but they have sleds that are similar to that out there, and we exchange notes. You know, there was there was a session at Gordyville probably 2015, 16. I ran three classes down the track, all different rules and all hated each other, would not pull against each other. I never changed the weight or the trip or nothing. I remember I, I remember you telling Matt and telling and me about had, that. And had the same result all right there at the pile. So we could have ran them all together, but they looked different and we didn't because they probably wouldn't, they probably don't exchange Christmas cards. So, but... <clears throat> When you have, which is partly you, why this event's in January. Yeah. Exactly. When you have a guy like Brandon Bungard that keeps track of everything and can tell you, is like, you know, like this year, we used to have a 10,000 pound pro farm class. This basically was based off an intercooled 3,000 RPM slotted three by four turbo tractor. We had a, we had a few of them here in Illinois. Um, my good friend Tim up there in ECI, they have a few of them. Um, we ran them at Goryville because some of the non-intercool guys would jump up to it, rev them up a little tighter. It was a good class. Well, as we're transitioning forward, there's not that many of them alive anymore. So we talked to Brandon. Brandon said, I look at my notes here from last year's ship and the year before. It looks like I had the sled set pretty close to the normal hot farm setting. So we invited those guys just to go ahead and pull in a hot farm. They still have to go down the track at 3,000 RPMs with their intercooler and their 20.8 tires <clears throat> with that turbo on. But we made a spot for them. We didn't want to just say, you know, stay home. You can still come. You still can compete. And according to the guy stopping you, you he thinks you're going to get you're going to get pretty close. I think this is a a window into the the world that is Midwest Winter Nationals, and also it, it comes up often. And I I myself 
often stand in awe of the ability of Clint to put all of these these disparate tractors and classes together and make them work, make them competitive with one another and, and have it be harmonious. And I think what you're hearing in this is just how far the connections reach for him to be able to do that and, and, and have that understanding of what all of you are going through where when you call him and say, I've got this objection, he's going to say, yeah, but here's how I understand it. And here's why I understand it and why it works. Yeah. You know, we've got a good relationship with most of the part suppliers and most of the dyno guys. And, you know, there's, there's just not that many, you know, when our new tractor rolls in, you know, big Ryan will say something. We know who built the chassis. We know who built the motor and we're, and we're, and we're sitting here ready. We're expecting big things out of this deal because we know where it came from here. You know, a lot of chargers get debuted at this, at, at this event. And, uh, and there's some that's been debuted and you're like, man, that was cool. And there's some debuts like, Oh, <laughs> better go back to John board. You know, it didn't work, but, um, yeah, having that good base relationship with guys in the industry, you know, at, at this level is priceless. And they have been nothing but up front and visit with me and and because they want they want us to succeed as well because this is their bread and butter. This is how they make their living. And that's also the trust level that you can expect. You know, the the it's the, the numbers are going to be known, but no names attached that it's, it's all being done out of full honesty and, and to create an event such as this one. Um, it's not, you know, it, there's no, there's no gotcha. There's no exposés that's going to fly. Um, you know, yeah. Clinton, I talk on a semi-frequent basis. Do I know any names or numbers? Shit. No, he does. And, but he's the guy writing the book and it stops with him. Well, that's also great because I'll get phone calls with red lights and green lights too. Like, hey, these guys are gaining quite a bit. Like this year, um, we, you know, we have this nine thousand pound super farm class, and basically, what the, the premise of it, of that class is, it's the Badger State Hot Farms, and a hot farm in Badger State's four sixty six and a three by three turbo. They run a twenty point eight tire. They run them in Tri-State up there. I think the tractor pullers in Minnesota, they run them as well. Um, there's a good group of, good bunch of tractors in that area runs those rules. Nowhere else in the country do they really run those those rules. So at Gordyville, we allowed them to come run, and their numbers were good. We don't let the 510 guys get in there with them. That, that, that would cause conflict. So we started letting some of the 466 tractors in the 8500 limited pro guys play with them and it worked out really well even though they had 24.5 tire on and they had a 20.8 tire on their fuel pump is a little bit bigger than the guys with the 24.5s it all worked out great last year because of this new tire wave that's coming into, into, into this game whenever we had a firestone tire on that 8500 limited pro and the hot farms out of wisconsin minnesota area had a deep tread 20.8 they were really close now you throw the whole shots 
tires into their equation, there is an advantage. They don't give up like the Firestones used to. So it's really great that I have Jeff Suits and Danny Bartling on my advisory board, and they sit here and they give me advice. And they said, you know what? And they're the greatest guys ever. Maybe we ought to take a couple hundred pounds off. So let's just take three, you know, we weigh 8,700 pounds in our class with our extra, you know, weight for the pipe and everything. Let's just weigh 8,700 pounds with those guys. And that's what we did. And hopefully it evens the competition up. Because, you know, those guys, they're kind of fighting from the back. They got smaller engines. They got smaller turbos, you know, pulling the hot farm class. So th this 9,000 super farm is the Badger State, Tri-State. United, United Pillars of Minnesota, this is their class. Do they have enough tractors to fill the, you know, the 24 spots we'd like to see? No, we don't have that many guys come down. So we, we add a few 85 limiter pros to it, and it works out pretty good, and we want to keep it working pretty good. So that's another class we kind of evened out a little bit, and we're going to try it because the tire revolution is – epic right now yeah. and um it's not going to stop <clears throat> so we'll have to keep trying to do things where these guys are competitive together do the do the uh, do the whole shots see the uh do the whole shots see sort of the same weight penalty that the, the mitos guys do there's not many tractors at this level in the 8,500 pound class have tried the meat tosses. I know one of my guys out west at a uh, regional uh, association tried them a couple times, but we had a 48 lug limit in yeah. 2023. Yeah. And um, now Which that is has been universal. Yeah. Now that has been brought up to my attention that, you know, the new whole shots have more lugs, the meat tosses, you know, you. You tell the guy that's going to cut them out how many lugs you want. So I basically told the guys, I was like, now listen, <clears throat> I said, if you want to do a set of Mitos tires, you don't want to order them from the tire cutter with 48 lugs because if they don't work, you don't, there's no place for those tires to go. You've pigeonholed yeah, yourself. You, you can't even resell them. They're, they're, yeah, you can't resell them. Yeah, no. And so if you're going to go to a Mitos tire, you need to go to the lugs that the big boy pros are running or whatever in case you don't like them you can sell them to a big boy pro or you can sell them to a light pro if they don't pull in tpa or you can sell them to a 4-1 guy you know so you know you kind of do the big brother um, aspect of it it's like hey you know i don't sell tires for a living i i do i do research plots so but you know if you if you want to go these tires i don't care you know as working for the pro pulling league but you know, lungs are 210 around and 25 inches wide. I don't care how many lugs are out there. Good luck. It's 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 it, your deal. I don't go and sit down and order your lunch. I don't I don't buy your tires for you either. Yeah, I don't want to get too too deep into the minutia on the, on the rules. Uh, I think we we've already gotten way off in the weeds, and that's fine. I I, I welcome the discussion, but I want to bring it back to about what uh, Midwest Winter Nationals is about. And that uh, where I want to go next is discussing what the 
it's overriding philosophies for the event. And one of the big ones has always been about the charity aspect of Midwest Winter Nationals. It's always been a huge component. And what are we doing for this year? Well, this year we are, uh, we're having Justice Doug Schneider build the checking out tractor. And uh, we are generating revenue for cancer research. His uh, father passed away right after the event last year. He, Ryan couldn't even run the tractor on Saturday night. He put this old guy doesn't know what he's doing, you know. Yeah, he, yeah he's <laughs> some old engine and, builder who has no idea and smokes a lot of marbles. Yeah, yeah. This they got her down the track and got and got her one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but Ryan's dad had a uh, leukemia, and um, we want to re- generate money for cancer research. And Charles, I think you're, you're working out. Uh, you're, you're looking for places we can send the money. Uh, I think uh-huh. we reached out to Adam. And uh, Adam, you know, knows it, you know, up front, you know, kind <clears> of <throat> the need that that we can do. Yeah. So he he's opening up some doors for us, and he'll he'll guide us through this whole deal. And, and um, cancer and cancer research, and um, <clears throat> I I watched the MLB playoffs, and I think we're going to try to get some cards made. And I'm reaching out to some people trying to make these cards, and you know. And maybe have the pullers come out. You know, they always say, you know, I'm playing for, you know, person in your life that was afflicted by cancer. And I think we're going to get some cards made up. So I'm pulling tonight for whoever, and and we'll let we'll let Zolik and Brent and Mike and those guys have a good video. Maybe have them out there before the then uh, we do the national anthem and on Saturday night especially. And you know, because everybody at this game has had somebody afflicted by this terrible yes. disease and mm-hmm. um you know really would like to get behind it and uh, uh and ha- and do some cool things you know to try to raise as much money as we can for cancer relief yeah totally agree i'm 100 percent behind it and uh yeah we'll work with with, with adam drought especially with what he has been through personally sure. in his journey and what the facility there in buffalo offers you know, if, if, if we can offer that same sort of thing up to someone else who's being affected by it, um, gosh, if we if we knew who they were coming into the event, I, I'd be all about getting behind them and, uh, you know, getting them there to get the sort of same encouragement and treatment that Adam did. Right. And, well, we got a couple of weeks here and, and – and, um we're up for a suggestion, especially in that area in the Northern Indiana, Southern Michigan area. And we, yep. you know, l- love somebody to reach out to us and invite him to the show and, and show them kind of what we're doing, you know, kind if of you've open, got a, if you got connection with Carmano's cancer Institute in Detroit or, uh, the facility that's in case, I think it's case Western in Cleveland. Um, you know, you, you, y'all are within the geographic realm. So, um, yeah, the offer's out there. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to pass up a bunch of drunken rednecks raising, you know, several thousand dollars to put. Well, they sure do, they, they sure don't, they sure don't at Tunica, Mississippi, when we uh, throw up six exactly. figures for uh, um, what's going on there in Memphis with the uh, the, the children's hospital. So yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah that th- that thing you guys down do it down Tunica is epic, and just so proud of you guys. You guys do that. I can't claim any credit any longer. I'm not, I don't go anymore because I can't. 
and it kills me. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. One of our uh, little guys that has a camera on his belly that makes our program, he's uh, always been really good about guiding us through all that kind of stuff, too. Mr. Lively. Yes. Indeed. Brian is a uh, Brian is a valued friend for this show and for for us personally. Um, there's there's a lot in my career that I wouldn't have without him. And Brian, I think you would say the same. I would, yeah. indeed. He makes the best program there is. Indeed, indeed. Because he cares. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Because he cares. And, and, and when we drive him nuts because our entries change day to day. <laughs> 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 he hates dinos too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This guy does what now? <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> uh, wasn't us. If he didn't love me, he would kill me. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> but but yeah, I'm really excited. I, I think that checking out Tractor is, you know, really cool. And Ryan was really good about, you know, wanting to do it. Passionate to him. You know, he lost his father. Um yeah, it's just going to be a great deal, and we really want to. We really want to get. We'll get our tickets available online here soon. You can, you can buy online tickets, and we we'll send you some in the mail and a little envelope, and that's your ticket. We'll draw it Saturday night, and we're hoping five to forty thousand again this year. It'll work good once. Uh... Justin starts putting up the pictures of what the tracker looks like. That that that'll explode it. But yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing that we started, you know, several years ago. We always wrapped off the toy for something, and then you know, insanity reigned on the auction that year, and 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 we welcome other people to bring us stuff to, that we can silent auction off and donate and be a part of the show. Um, because, you know, it comes everywhere, you know, all the builders that come in our, our vending area, they get behind it. It's just, it's really good to see us all get together and do something like that. You know, Bowling Green doesn't make a wish and that's outstanding. And this is just kind of our small, um, sector of a show we can do. So t- having talked about that, um, something else that you and I had discussed and something we wanted to highlight on is is the why we do it the way we do it in terms of speed, in terms of turning sure. hooks and making stuff happen. There's a, There's a very good reason why Rules are structured for certain classes because we need to get through a program. We need to turn hooks. We need to make this work. And there's a financial reason behind that in order to be able to do the good works of having the charitable side. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's, I mean, there's a thought process in the whole deal. A lot of guys, uh, they don't understand it, but, um, you know, we have, uh, quite a financial, um, 
investment in, in going into a facility of that size. So we, we have to have so many vehicles going to track each session. And there's only so much time limit because we don't want, you know, we used to have the marathons at Gordyville. And sometimes it was, um, you know, not, uh, you know, not forecasted. But, as you know, this is our 20th year, our 20th anniversary Oh, don't leave us hanging. Oh, no. We were doing so good. I tell you, I was a little concerned if it was my internet or his internet type of thing that's sketching out. No, it, well, it, we, no you're it, fine. His, his was the concern, which is why he's not video feeding out, because we were trying to save bandwidth right. um, for what he had to say. And, and we got to the most important part. And... I don't want to paraphrase for him, but uh, a, a big piece of what we we've talked about is about oh, is he, no, he's gone completely. Okay, is about turning the hooks and providing the show for the fans, but also it's about making it through the building. Um, it does cost a lot of money to be in that facility. That's the honest truth, and for certain classes. And I'm I'm not I'm not looking to stray into a fight or, um. Oh, he's quite, he's back. Back. Yeah, you're back. Good. I'll let you go. Yep. Keep 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 going. I'll pick it up where you left. You uh, stopped at. We lost you at. We're at 20 years now, and that's when you. Well, <laughs> yeah, we're at 20 years now, and 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 what guys need to realize is it's just that. We're really trying to to put on the the best, highest quality show at the speed that entertains the fans, and sometimes the rules that we put in um, for you know, like, you know, I'll just address the the elephant in the room, the light limited class. They don't understand why I raised weight up a little bit, and and I I I, I explain to the ones that that want to run lighter, and they're like, yeah. When you want to, 51 weeks out of the year, if you want to run light where you're at in your in your region, that's fine. But I cannot demand the rest of the guys that don't run that light in the rest of the part of the world to run that light because they're not comfortable. And um, there could be potential, you know, wrecks and stuff. And we just don't physically have time to clean up mess on aisle five every two or three tractors. And and I get it. Um, the light classes is, is a driver's competition, but for Shipshawana, it's a horsepower and driving competition. So putting a couple pads on the front, going good and straight, is kind of what we're looking for. Um, you know, and I hope everybody understands and 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 realizes what what, what we go through. And um, we we adjusted the light limiter rules this year um not a fan favorite to some and was applauded by others and hopefully we will we are still that is the class we i focus on every day trying to get the 18 or 20 tractors uh interested and entered so the crowd can see the best of the best light lemons in the united states come compete against one another you know for two days you know two two different 
weights, two different sessions, and, you know, really hoping that uh, we can pull it all off. And I think with all the help of the board guys, uh, I, I think I, I think we're going to get it done. It's just uh, it's a little more challenging than the, the other classes that we deal with. But I work with Charles, and I, I get information um, from the south. Uh, Mr. Hunt has been helping me. Um, the Godfather gave me some advice. Uh, Kevin Engelking gave me some advice, and uh, we're we're working to get it to where the it's worth the the fans the ticket price to come in and watch them run. And I I, I think we'll get there. You just gotta stay positive and move forward. And that's it. And that's what we're trying to do. We're we're, we're not attacking anybody. Um, we're coming at you with open arms and saying, what what do you got to have? And how can we make it work for all all involved? There's never been any attacking from our part. It's, you know, we come to you open arms and say, give, give us your feedback. What do we got to do? And uh, we'll take it back and, and go from there. Um, that's all good. Uh, where are we at as far as needs? Um, aside from entry, uh, you know, ticket sales are pretty robust. We've got some yeah. uh, booths available still yet. Yeah. Yeah. We got some booths on the West side of the track. Now starting line. Um, a lot of people have called one booth down to finish line. I was like, well, they're kind of like Packer tickets. You're going to have to have a visitation or funeral to inherit that. Yep. Um, you know, we, uh, we got some really, really nice packages. You know, if you, if you have a bunch of buddies that, uh, just like to, Hang out, you know, maybe not pay all 100% attention to the event, but it's like to, to uh, have a place to sit down. We got some places on the starting line. There is a lot of pretty interesting characters in that area. Uh, some engine builders, there's some yes. pullers, a yes. uh, bunch of the guys that cooperate with me in my uh, my real job as an ag research guy. I, I give them a gratuity booth over there and and they, they like it in that area because it's pretty close to the uh, refreshment area uh, behind the bleachers that they uh, enjoy. So, yeah, if you want a really wild time with uh, and watch a bunch of tractors come off a, a good track on the starting line, we got some boxes left. You know, give me a shout. Um, we got a couple left. And uh, seats eight people, if you do the math, and, you know, if you didn't go to the same high school I do and do correct math, you know, eight tickets times uh, six sessions, it pretty much is a no-brainer. <laughs> you know, you got your your assigned seat on the starting line in a box seat, place to put your coat, place to throw your stuff and mill around the event. It's, uh, it's a good value. And uh, I get them all full because uh, there's a few perks that come with it. And um, yeah, give me, give me a call and we'll get you set up with a box. Yeah. Lots to do. I presume we're doing we're doing the toy show and all that kind of stuff. Blake Howell in charge of that, I presume. I think so. Yeah, I haven't reached out to Blake, but yeah, I think we're doing toy show. Um, I kind of hate Blake right now because he's not maybe spend a little more money on that El Nino toy because uh, me and the El Nino <laughs> boys are best buddies. But you Have know, you seen it yet? Right. Beautiful. Yeah, did an amazing job. Your phones are going to go. So you've, so you've seen that prototype? Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Can't wait uh, to have it, uh, have it. I can't wait to have it on my shelf collecting dust. There you go. Great job. And the Howe family, 
just really gets behind this whole event. You know, Zach, Bryce, uh, and uh, uh, the youngest brother, Blake, is just everywhere he looked, there's Blake. And he, anything yes. you need, he's right there. He, you know, he's, a, he's even ran to Michigan to get um, ink cartridges for the computer. He was helping out so much. So great asset. Zach um, works at the local Kubota dealer. He, he gets our equipment lined up. Um, just <laughs> he's in Florida right now. And I teased him last week. I was like, uh, this is the first time in November, December, you're not putting a motor together. He's like, no, it actually is ready to go. I was like, fantastic. So we're gaining. <laughs> we're gaining. We are. Exactly. We're gaining. I wonder. So, I wonder if it's going to be Kubota equipment this year, given his yeah. given his new business venture. Yeah, it. it we got Kubota skid steers and uh, little tractors drag the tube. Yep, it's all Kubota. Is it okay? I wasn't sure if it might be Bad Boy this year. Yeah, he's got a he got a new store that opened up in Marion, Indiana, mm-hmm. and he's running now. So good for good for Zach. He's he's good yeah. help. Yeah. And his wife does a, a does a pretty good shape. Check. Yeah, she needs to watch him all the time, but you know, he, he does pretty good from where he's from. There you go. All right, let's in let's instead of talking about the ethos and all that, let's go history. I got a couple of questions for you. First things first, have you ever competed in your own event? Yeah, I did terrible at every one of them. How many did you compete uh, in and in, in what class? Super farm, like the first three years. I think I pretty much melted a motor down or destroyed something every pass. I did good. The, the, the last time we did the dumb pull at the coin, I made the finals with the 1206 because Justin Wagler burned up and he come out and got me and said, hey, you got fifth, I got fourth, I'm burn up, take my spot. So, you know, me and him were best buddies. And, you know, he could have come out there and just, bumped the sled and took his check but he told me he goes i can't make it you, you come out and run and i and i ran there and that's the last time i went down the track on that tractor because whenever the tractor went back to the the shop the, the motor was all tore up and um they decided to put a pro stock motor in which that's way above my pay gear my pay grade so it went on down the line but yeah the coin the last year it was in like 2010 no excuse me 2008 was the last time I went down the track with in my own competition. But to be honest, if I had if I had the Grand National champion of any class and competed at my own event, I'd get dead last and blow it up. Just it's just too much um, going on to have a tractor and com- and then try to promote at this level. Just, I I don't think I'd ever do it again. And if I did, I'd hire an army just to babysit the tractor and put my my son with a terrible haircut on it, and they just got to go do it, and I'll watch him at the end. Good luck, son. But wait, uh, your son has a terrible haircut now. Oh, you they talk about this. Yeah, they all look like bird nests on top of their head. <laughs> terrible. What's the heaviest yeah. class you've ever run on any of your class uh, on any of your tracks? The heaviest. Yeah. Probably the the, the, the twelve thousand king of the monster motors we did at Gordyville. We had all the sixty thirties, you know, with the big mountain motors oh, sure. and the great big huge turbos. Yep, you know. I do remember that. 
for a couple years, you know, we ran them. Um, they're dinosaurs now. I miss them. They were kind of cool. They make noises like we've never heard before inside. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, 12,000 farm stock, 12,000 pro farm would be the heaviest we've ever done. Okay. Um, then we miss them. I, I mean, I wish I had 15 of them a year. But, uh, yeah, that was kind of where we came up with that was kind of where we came up with the term womp womp class, right? Mm-hmm. Because they'd shake the sheet metal roof at Gordyville. Oh, yeah. There used to be some videos of Gordyville when we, when we first made the six pipe system back here warming up. There were six 60 30 center side by side by side. And there's like a, I think Cole Johnson might have done it and said, um, like 4,500 cubic inches warming up at once. <laughs> you know. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. I walked back here and actually seen Cole fooling around. And, uh, yeah, that was, there was six 6030s. And I think the smallest motor in the whole group was 680. They were bigger than that. <laughs> and if those just, have they just gone by the wayside because guys have just aged out of it or blown up and haven't put them back together or? Well, classes um, or what? ITPA, I, mean, I know some of those guys, but yeah, ITPA went to a 640 cubic inch limit in their big pro mm-hmm. form class. Um, the boys down at uh, USA Pulling, uh, they just they just don't have the numbers they used to. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but if you if you pencil out the financial um, commitment to build a 755 cubic inch pro farm, you could have a really nice 50 pro stock. Yeah. Jeez. And um, a lot of guys are finding the, that out. That's the that's the new uh, the new new thing in the world of pulling. That's going to grow really fast. I'm very certain. Think the smoke tube would handle them? We're going to find out come Saturday night at Ship Shawana. That was that was that was that was that was that was the softball I was throwing to you, buddy. That was what you said at the final the final uh, basement meeting after last year's Ship Shawana was. We're going to try to blow that shit apart with a five (laughs) zero. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have some five zero pro socks, and I'm working with uh, Brent Roberts out in Missouri. And we're going to I know where this is going. Four point one semis, last class on the track on Saturday night. Hell yeah. yeah! So you heard it here first. This is that's that has not been a thing that anyone know knew, other than if you were in the room that night. Um, that has not been out there, but now you know. Four point one semis, you're on notice. And uh, so, what do we got to do? Do we have to go find some, or do we already have some? I think we're kind of. Kind of put it in Brent's lap right now, um, okay. and then Brent will give me the phone numbers I need to contact. Um, there's some. If we're, if we're looking for some local, you know, closer to ship, you know, not not to cut him off the knees, and that's certainly not what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, we can we can make something happen. I I think it's exciting, and I think that's a. I watch them down in diesels and dark corners. These guys are legit. It's a good thing, and hopefully this, you know, if, if we can work with some guys and get them kind of looking like something, and and uh, I, I can see these guys uh, 
maybe get invited to the truck show down in um, in April with Mike Connie. You know, because it is a truck show, and he likes yep. pulling semis. So, yep. you know, if if these guys do a great job, you know, Mike Connie and I are friends, and I'll call him up and just give him the recommendations. Like, hey, these guys are cool. You got a whole sem- you got a whole Freedom Hall full of gear jammers uh, run these guys. You know, they're yep. cool. And, and they Brandon. they put on they put on a hell of a show too. Like that's there's a lot of I mean first time I could see those diesels in dark corners and then you know with Brent running with the outlaws this sure. year um, you could see them quite a bit and he's you know it seems like every hook he's got you know somebody else he brings in you know and then um, at his event and they put on a good show there too even with the track right. conditions but they just they're it's a fun class to watch and they put on a hell of a show so I'm sure Brent was giddy as hell when you. If you uh, called him about bringing it. Mm-hmm. Well, he was the one who approached me. And he said, I want to pull oh. my semi in that building. That's like, I want you to, and I want you to bring some friends. So <laughs> we're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna work on that here. And I know Brent, he farms a ton. I haven't reached out to him in the last couple of weeks, but uh, I reached out to him earlier, and he said he had some phone calls, going to see who all was interested. Just hauling those in the wintertime would be a problem. They got to go on detaches, and, of course, the snow and the salt and all the all – the, uh, the craziness, you know, of, of getting those there. We've kind of figured out how we're going to move them around because they are 20,000 pound dead dinosaurs and we got to kind of figure out how to get them in and get them out and uh, we'll work through that in our meeting here and um, after Thanksgiving, but we got a plan and uh, we hope to do it and do it efficiently and um, figure out how to, you know, put on a great show and keep the fans standing because the last dog's dead there on Saturday night. Yeah, just make sure that um, when Joe Bear goes through tech, he just double check that he put a little extra ugga dugga on the uh, on the exhaust clamp. <laughs> yeah, um, those guys, um, you know, haven't pulled indoors, uh, so I'm praying that uh, we get all the clamps tied and we got set screws in them that we don't fill the building full of smoke because the Owners really, really hate that. They oh, Dennis, really, really Dennis would hate go mental, that. wouldn't he? They really hate that. They really, uh-huh. really hate that. Uh, and I don't want to do that again. Right. You know, I don't. I don't want to get that face to face conversation after Mike Bowsman did it. It's like, how can that happen? <laughs> I have, yes. I have. I have no. I have no. I have. I have no answer. How could that happen? And why didn't he back out? And I was like, have you met Mike Bowsma? <laughs> Go talk to him. He'll cook you a pork chop and you'll all be friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. It can confirm. <laughs> but, but yeah, we, <clears throat> we're excited to work with new faces. And um, these guys are all be new faces. You know, Brent was there last year, Torby's 4-1. Then he sold it. So now he's in the semis. So. He's a great guy. He's a great guy to work with. He's a great promoter, and his heart's in the right spot, and we're looking forward to working with him. Hopefully, we get uh, four or five of them to come, and, and uh, we well, entertain we, you know. I think we can get you, like, five or 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. We, we're we know people. We're excited to work with him. We're excited to work with him. We're we're gonna have we're gonna have a bigger problem swatting them away because we can get them. 
that's fantastic news. <laughs> that's the kind of things that this time of year I I like hearing. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, Ryan, Cody, yeah, we, we all we know what to do. We're we're gonna we're gonna yeah. we're gonna load it up. <laughs> I'm gonna have However, to switch. Just have to switch sides of the track to shoot from when they go down the track. <laughs> yeah, you, you're going to want to be on the left front corner for that one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, Clint, what is one thing that everybody watching this show and um, all your competitors, what's one thing that they can do tonight or tomorrow before they go to bed to help increase the footprint um, of the Midwest Winter Nationals and help you fill the stands. What's one thing? Just, they, what's one e- easy thing they can do? Just, just, just share our website and then share our Facebook page. Uh, Ryan does a good job. Um, I actually, with my own hands, which Ryan said to coach me like a second grade child, to actually get on a website and you know I spent one day I was rained out um, and updated the pictures. You know I actually reached out to Ryan. And he had a picture yep. from him um, to make our website look cool. You know, when you look at the menu of tractors going there, you want a good picture of the tractor that's going down the track because you, you don't want to look at a, a website that has a bunch of bad pictures. The pullers are great about uploading pictures. You know, it's funny sometimes, you know, they'll say, well, you add a picture, a couple of guys added pictures of themselves. They're like, well, you're a pretty attractive man, but that's not exactly <laughs> what a website wants to look at. Right. We'd rather see your tractor. Yeah. We'd like to see your tractor or your truck, not not your mug with a bush light in your hand. But that was funny. But, you know, we need to have it, you know, because, you know, the kids look at our website every day. I mean, I got one kid in Michigan looks at that website about 15 times a day. And I know he's a 15-year-old kid because he called me and he told me he was a 15-year-old kid and he loves looking on our website. And his mom said that he's about to burn up the color printer in their house because he keeps printing all pictures and put them all over the wall of his of his uh, bedroom. I was like, I told her, I was like, hey, you know, bring him to Shiv Shawana. I was like, I'll get him a, a $200 Staples gift card. Oh, he guys keep buying printer ink, you know. Could, could um, it be a thing in future? And, and uh, it's maybe too big of an ask for right now, but could it be a thing where we do something where it's a picture of the tractor and a picture of the driver? Because all these guys look the same with the damn Simpson banded helmet on. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we, there's. I'm sure Zola can put the uh, put that right beside their picture. Yeah, you know, I, it's that, it's that, happened to that, me. That can like, easily be done. You know, you get out in the pit area, and oh, are you the owner of this vehicle? No, I'm not. And I had it happen to be in a very awkward situation uh, at a diesel drag race where you know, are you part of this team? Like, no, I'm just the announcer. Well, get in the picture anyway. Like, you look like you're part of the team. And I had nothing to do with it, and it just was kind of weird for me. But um, it's it was the lack of they understood the, what the car was, they knew what the car was, but they didn't know who the driver was. Right. And uh, and thanks, Jared Jones, for putting me under the bus for that deal. Um, <laughs> I know him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was at Rudy's at uh, Rudy's Spring Race. Uh, oh yeah, I, I yeah I drive this car not. Um. <laughs> well, that's a great thing that you know Mike Witt and the guys do down at the National Farm Machinery Show. If you get there early enough, you can see the drivers and they introduce themselves. You can see 
who's going to be sitting in the saddle of that machine and competing that night. Now, for us, it would be like trying to hurt ants um, to get all of them out there and their fire suits on. Because after we go to our driver's meeting every morning, it's just constant chaos in the back. And yeah. getting them to their tractor to go compete sometimes is like herding cats. So for us to do that day to day would be epically awesome, but impossible. I'm a realist. I'm from Illinois. I'm disappointed every day. So <laughs> I, there's no way. There's no way I can do it. You know. I no and here we and oh, here we no. take the momentary political turn, and now we can leave. Yeah. We've made our yeah. comments, and we can leave now. Yeah. So there's no way I can do that. We we tried it one time at at Gordyville. You know, we gave them stuff to throw out to the crowd and stuff, and it was cool. But you know. That's just that's just not gonna happen. You know, I, I wish it could. I wish it could. I really do. I really do. I really do. But you know, it's just not gonna happen. But um, but yeah, that's a good, that's a good thing, Charles. I mean, uh, we'll talk about that in November. You know, you know, patient a picture of their in their you know nice picture. Most wives or girlfriends or you know buddies could take a picture of them in their fire suit and send it to us and then that's what they look like and this is what they're going on the track that way when you go out and walking around just that's one thing that people don't understand is our pit area is open in the mornings you can go around look at the tractors with your kids and and family members you know about two hours for showtime we shut it down because it's not safe back there unless you buy a pit pass and then you're on your own look out for joe look out for we, justin we look out tried it we tried something like that at the very first year for TPC and I did it. Like we, we had everybody sign in and when they signed in, in the shop, I did a headshot of everybody. And the intent was to feed that to Ryan to use as like, here's who it is through the live feed and, uh, and, and, and do something with that. And it's, it was a logistical nightmare. Um, if we could get out of the front end where we could make something like that work, I think it'd be a good ad to be able to connect who the individual is. So if you're out in the pit area and you keep walking around, you can make that connection with who it is. Um, but otherwise it's just, you know, they're, they're just, the, they're just the stick in a different color helmet. And right. so, yeah, I'm, I'm not opposed to trying to make something happen there. I think we can. Um, but it's going to take yeah. some front end front end management that well, I'm not sure we got enough time left to do. And I, and and it's great that we we have conversations like this and and, and talk about fan interaction. Um, yeah, yeah. You know because you know at the National Farmer Senior Show, Mike does do a great job of making some of them, and, and most of them hate it, but some of them love it. Go out front there in front of Freedom Hall and sign sign those programs, sign the sign those papers for those kids. Because, you know, yeah, I'm a tractor pull nerd since birth, you know, and I, my dad dragged me to the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl was the greatest pull you could go to. The pit area was always open. You know, I got a picture, and I am about four and a half foot tall, Stamison Edson Lane and Danny Dean, you know, my heroes. And uh, you walk up to him and talk to him. Of course, my dad had been dragging me around since birth, and I my dad knew these guys and visited with them 
and <laughs> got me. So, so I don't know if you're watching us or just listening to us, but what what you just said, Ryan's eyes got huge. Yeah, uh-huh. big like saucers. So, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna burn a favor here. Who's your godfather? Don Nolan. Exactly. That's how deep this goes with this man. Yeah, him and everybody's. Yeah. This, this this is this is this is what you're up against when you're dealing with anything that what smoking promotions puts out there. This is the guy who lives it, lived it, and still does. And and it's 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 all about making something happen for you guys because that's where it came from from a very, very early age. Yeah, we I swung my feet as a little kid on Johnny Klug's trailer, John D. Thompson, Bob Thompson, you know, all those guys and and uh Al Cook, you know, uh Lancaster, Johnny Bockwitz, all those guys, you know, my my dad took me around the poles and we watched the super stocks and then and a bunch of guys that couldn't afford super stocks thought it was stupid. We started this pro stock deal and they said, Oh, nobody's going to want to watch a tractor go down a track with one turbo. They'll suck. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that was, that, 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 was well. <laughs> that was 1981. So here we go. <laughs> kind of worked but, out pretty uh, good, didn't it? Yeah, it worked yeah. out really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, the history of the game, and my dad always said before he passed away, he goes, I've watched this go three circles, you know, and that was the Super Sox were too, you know, too big to pull the county fairs, and we started the the Pro Sox, and they just got too big, really, too, in Illinois here, right, where I stand. It's just too, you know, too much, too, too much investment to pull for the, the, the budget that the county fairs have, you know, ITPA did the best job they could, you know, keeping them going. And we have some good pro stocks. We don't have very many, but with the ones we got, we're pretty good. But, you know, now we're, you know, the biggest, you know, the biggest things now are going to be a five Oh four one light pro. That's, that's what you, that's what you're going to see when you come to an ITPA event or a PPO Western event or outlaw event, you know, this is the, biggest stuff you're going to see and I'm, I'm okay with it because there's there's still potential we can have several of them you know nobody wants to go and watch you know two badass pros and six super farms fill out the class no nobody wants to watch that that's not a good show i mean you, the promoter paid for more you know and should have got more so good you know and i and i i think what smoke promotion has actually done a decent job working with smaller groups you know, and guiding them through things, you know, yes. I had a promoter talk, call me today and said, what do you think about in my, where I'm working in my land, you know, I got a couple light pros that might be close and a couple four ones. It's like, it's no brainer. Do what Richard Crowell does in, in Indiana and what the West TPA does, put them together, make them weigh nine. Tell the, yep. the four one guy that says, oh, it's too damn light. Tell him he's an idiot and just do it, you know. Do it. He is an idiot because it works, and I've seen it. It works. It works great. It works great. I got. I, I'm. I'm going to have two and a half, three hours worth of entertainment on Saturday afternoon at our Chipshawana event. Those guys doing that. It yep. works. I said, don't 
don't don't be shy um don't take much uh, input just do what richard crowell does and do what the ostpa does you'll work out it'll work out great for you and he thanked me and i got the phone and <laughs> here we go hopefully he tries it his, his group needs some smoke that goes a little higher than what his farm stocks and his pro farms are doing right now and he's got tractors in the area they just He's, he just needed. He just needed some advice. I said, "Take it with a grain of salt." Sometimes I give you bad advice, but <laughs> I think this one will work. And it, ha- and it has. And it has. I was gonna turn it over to Cody, who's doing a fantastic job of doing the uh, Bambi bumper dodging, because he <laughs> wanted to talk about. Right. He wanted to talk about track prep. But oh, he's not staying in the chat long enough to let me let him loose. Are you there, Cody? Yeah, it's hit and miss. But a big thing, like, all the time is you hear of all these events that the track is terrible and we don't like going there. And it seems like this past year has been worse than the, the other three that I've been around type of thing. Clinton, you're, I mean, your mind, what, what do we need to do to – make these better for the pullers because they've got a lot of money invested and they're not cheap rigs that are going down the track. What do we need to do to, to a, you know, educate, you know, promoters, the track crew, the track help. I mean, I mean, how do we, how do we make this better for the pullers? Because that that's ultimately, you know, what we're looking to gain for a show type thing. And I guess you've, you've had a lot of years building tracks and, and working with tracks and seeing all that. And you guys do a fantastic job with your crew and stuff. And and so I guess what's some insight on that aspect? Well, the first thing as a promoter, you need to pray the good Lord above and go to and, and go to your local church and put some money in the offering plate. Then you get some rain. Um yeah. rain, Mother Nature waters pulling facilities better than any of us can. And um this summer with the interesting rain pattern we had in a lot of facilities it was up to the promoter and the fair board and i and i'm affiliated you know with 22 or three of them during the summer and most of my places are really good to work with they know what they're doing there's pullers on the fair board and um but the first thing a a guy and you really you know, when you're blind, I used to go to places and try to build tracks. And there are some places you just can't help. You know, Macon, Missouri, you can't help that. Good luck. I tried it. I was terrible at it. I failed. And, you know, Dave Avery said, might as well give up. This is terrible. You ain't going to make it work. He goes, better off, just scoop it all up, put it in a hill, start all over. And it's ironic because Macon, it's Missouri has probably got the, in the middle of the blackest dirt in Missouri that could be, fan, you know, fantastic to work with. But that track's not. And Cole goes there every year and does not all pull on. I watched it online and it, nobody died, but it's it's a bad dirt, it's a bad track. And, you know, you can't fix it. And there's places that are sandy, Goshen, they, you know, uh, that, that promoter up there tries his best to make Goshen the best he can. Sometimes Mother Nature always fools with him, but he tries and he makes that sandier situation as fast as he can. The dirt is very different 
in places we go. And there's places that, you know, you need to take a, a chisel plow and chisel plow it up and work her deep, put moisture in it, then pack her back down. The black dirt, like where you and Ryan live out there, Cody, you can do that in Iowa. You can't do that here in Southern Illinois. You chisel plow it up, pull, pull water and pack it down, you got mooch. Yeah. You know, the sled guys, whenever you, you see a sled run out there, knee backs up in the tandems, the thing squishes up to the tandems. Oh, they really like you when you do that. <laughs> that makes every time they go down the track and stop something, they have to back up and the smoke's blowing out that little doits. They really appreciate that, let me tell you. You can get them too wet, you can get them too dry. Um, the, the, the most important thing is just understand the dirt that you're pulling on whether it's a, a a darker a darker heavier clay or a lighter clay or a sandier dirt you know the lighter the soil is the more water it will take and um i always tell fair boards that, that you know i that, i just got a, i just booked a brand new pull out west uh yesterday and the guy's like, oh, we really don't have a whole lot of experience in building a track. I was like, can you find a disc? And he goes, yeah, we got discs. I was like, you have a water disc. Yeah, we got a water disc. And he goes, we'll, 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 I, we'll, we'll be fine. Because I said, as long as you don't dig it too deep, as long as you have water, we can make it, we, we can figure it out. Because we don't pull 16 inches deep. We pull on the top four inches. That's all I want to pull on. Because we actually don't actually physically pull for 280 foot. We pull last 40 foot. So, interesting uh, comment I had uh, this last year was you talked about rain, how Mother Nature, you know, praying for rain. So, I, and I never thought about it, but it makes total sense. Is I was told that when you're using city water, uh, the chlorine in that will dry out a track, especially during the afternoon sessions, will dry out a track Absolutely. faster, and that causes a big problem for guys. You know, they, they might be blessed with, you know, being able to tap into the city water, but he's like, if we could pull out of a farm pond, we'd be way better off than trying to use city water, but it's right here. So that was something I'd never city, even thought about. If you use city water, you need to put the VP uh, keep wet or VP dust control in, in yes. that. It's a, it's a court for a thousand. It keeps the dust down, and it actually makes the water uh, absorb in the, the dirt molecules better. And you can use a lot less water if you use that stuff. Now, it's $500 a gallon. Price ain't getting result to you. And, uh, you know, I got four buckets I'm looking at right now that Bryce sold me this summer. I, thought, I don't think I've even paid him for it yet, but, you know, right, we'll, we'll get squared up. I'll, I'll edit that. We, we can we can strike that from the conversation. <laughs> You know, Bryce knows I use that stuff, and he has customers go out and pull on them all at, at most events I work at. So he wants me to have it in my hands. If the place will take it. Um, up at Ship, we used it the very first year, and Travis, the dirt guy up there, said we can't do that anymore because it made that dirt not usable for anything else. Because <laughs> it sticks together. It keeps the moisture in it. Well, we're not trying to do a motocross race up there, a monster truck jam. We're we're doing sled pulling, so that's why. Right. 
exactly. And uh, tell him, did, con- you, did you just tell him that you were, I mean, giving him a head start on his summer track building? Look, we're pre- <laughs> prep, prep, we're prepping, we're prepping the track for the outdoor event, you know, event plural. Well, I think has, the, you know. I think of the other events they were trying to do. The dirt was not being as user friendly as they wanted it to be, so we we backed off. You know, I laughed at Travis last year. I was like, you know, it's still in there because I said we're just putting we're not using a whole lot of water up there, and it's still sticky. And I walk out there on my with my boots on, and I can still feel it in there. He goes. This thing, if you kept doing it, I was like, yeah, it would, it would be like Gordyville, where you go out there and it, it feels like you walked on a mouse uh, glue trap, which was awesome in that little building. But <clears throat> we work with them. It's still a good track for, you know, uh, the dirt. It works great. Travis is great about putting it in and laying it in. It's, it works out great. It's better. Can you imagine, than, can you imagine what a 300-plus foot track with Gordyville consistency would do to driveline parts? Well, that wouldn't be very good for our finals. We'd have to be digging out trees. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bowling Green used to be that way in the late 80s, 90s. That was that nasty up there. You know, I remember being a high schooler out there with the Snitker clan and Carl Marzinski. And we were in low gear on Friday night in a 10,000 pound class. And none of us spun out. We looked like super farms and they were laughing and in the pit area. And they asked Dennis Snitker, you know, probably the longest, you know, him and Mike Linder, probably the long, you know, longest driving pro stock guys, well, what the hell are we going to do Sunday afternoon? We wait 12, and Dennis says, oh, we'll just die 20 foot faster. I've heard and some of did. these stories. And we did. You know, we just, it's, it's, it's rough pulling on those surfaces. Diesel tractors like it. Other classes that compete at events hate it. So that's that's a thing. So the, you just hit on a very important point for what we're going to do in Shipshawana. We've got to we've got to create something that's going to be fine for a thirty point five tire. Something's going to be fine for a twenty four five tire. Something's going to be good for a twenty point eight tire. Something's going to work for a mini rod. Something's going to work for diesel trucks. You've got to balance that across multiple sessions. Absolutely. Absolutely. The mini rod guys have adapted. Um, I kind of had fun with them out at uh, Mount City in Missouri this year. It's the first time they've been out there, and they brought their normal gears, and Chris Wagle has a pretty good track, and we did a pretty good job that day. And uh, some of the mini rod guys had uh, family members bringing them different gears for Saturday. I remember that very, very well. Yeah, and it was funny listening to, you know, our our mini rod uh, sponsor, Kevin Moore. Um, he is our sponsor this year for both mini rod classes, his Hot Wheels. And thanks to Kevin for that. Uh, yeah, his mini rod buddies, they, uh, they had to change gears for Saturday. 
And uh, then I was also told by the promoter to back off a little bit. So we did. <laughs> we did. And, uh, but, yeah, for, for the most part, the diesel truck guys like good tracks. They, they don't like pulling on dust. They don't like pulling on sand. Um, they, they come to ship. They know what they're getting into. The, those guys change their tires like we change socks. They know what they're doing. Um, it works out pretty good for them. Um, now, if we got into uh, like the faster wheel speed stuff, like light supers and stuff like that, they don't like uh, the tracks like we build for the diesel tractors. And we get it, we understand, but we don't have them ever. We can't, we can't have light supers up here because of the fumes. But um, uh, it's it's a whole different ball game, you know. A lot of times on the on the bigger shows, if you're appointed to to build the tracks, if you can get the the powers that be to work with you and organize the classes and 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 the order of classes, it really helps bake the cake that the the fans will enjoy better. Um, sometimes whenever that doesn't happen, we can have train wrecks and. Um, I've been a part of a couple of them. You know, I found out you don't run light supers really early. You don't run little light supers really late. Um, those little tires just don't, they don't go down very far. And um, then they're like a hog on ice. So you got to micromanage things. And uh, yeah, <clears throat> track building is, is the most thankless, most criticized job in the game, you know. Especially when you do whenever you try to build a track in front of Bungars because they know what they're doing. Everybody knows they know what they're doing, and if they have a hard time, that makes you look like a real idiot. And um, I've been there, and it sucks. But you know, you just gotta keep trying. And uh, uh, you you need to have a good moisture tester. And there's some there's some tracks that the pro stocks will pick the front ends up and haul. Uh, at 18%, and there's some places you got to get 24, 25% moisture, which gets pretty doughy. Otherwise, they sit there and burn and, you know, tear up the starting line, and then the track, you know, then they get to go on side to side or build a tr or dig a trough, and nobody want to watch. Nobody wants to watch that because, you know, it's a timed, you know, deal with those tractors. You know, their horsepower curve is about, you know, 8 to 10 seconds into that pass. And you need to have them, the front ends in the air, and that motor ginning at 280 foot in that 10 seconds. And that way they finish off the last three or four seconds of that pass in the three, you know, 300 to 320 range. And, um, but there's a lot of luck involved and a lot of, um, you just gotta just keep trying and keep prepping and keep, you know, trying to figure out how to do it. Um, we're adding pieces of equipment all the time. Uh, J.R. Quants built a a new thing we're going to put on his tractor that actually helps, you know, whenever Brandon goes down the track and ship, he'll have this thing underneath the belly of his John Deere tractor that will actually try to shave the dirt and we're trying to keep the starting line good and good and firm and level, no, no big trough in it, keep the starting line good, you know, give everybody the same opportunity when they take off to shoot down the track at breakneck speed. Um, we, we've, we've added that to our tool. Um, we've, we're bringing another little mixing tool to help mix the water as we apply it, after we till it, um, <clears throat> to get the water that we can use. Uh, 
more evenly distributed. Um, we're always thinking about how to, you know, make it better because we're all we're all extractor pullers, every one of us. And um, unless even still current, yeah, we just we just want to <laughs> we just we just want to try to do the best we can. And if if you know, we, we just don't want to throw them out on a big piece of crap because then they won't come back. You know, you brought up something about fumes in the building, and this is a big pushback I get a lot of times, and I'm sure you do as well. And uh, you oh, know, I like to hear from you. Why don't we have single engine mods? Why don't we have two wheel drive trucks? Why don't we have modified four wheel drive trucks? It's it boils it legit boils down to a fume issue in the building. Oh, absolutely! I would love to have uh, the ITPA mods against the Nebraska Bush mods. I would love to do that. I'd pay big money to do that. Um, the problem is that building is so big, and it does it's not set up to yeah. do motorsports. The it's problem set up is to, that building is so big. That building is set up to do trade shows. Yep. And uh, and we're trying to attract more. So. Um, if they had roof fans and stuff, yeah, you can do it. Also, we're also pulling in January. So if, you know, you put all the roof fans in there, it's going to suck all the heat out. So it's just it's a sticky wicket. Um, yeah, I would love to have, you know, NTPA mod full drive trucks up there, PPL pro mod trucks up there, pro sock full drive trucks. I, I have friends in all those classes. I would love to have those guys there. They don't get a lot of indoor uh, recognition other than they the don't. 12 get to go to the farm show. They don't. That's it. And um, I would love to have those guys. I'm pretty sure I got good enough relationships with guys. I can get 15 trucks in every class. Yeah, but I agree. The fumes in that building, you know, this is the reason, you know, even our small block mini rods, we had two sessions this year because last yeah. year it got pretty fumey. Well, and yeah, there's, I there's got some complaints. I was got it 2021? They were, they were driving them out into the track, and it was like, you know, it was a big deal with the, the, the facility owner. I was like, no, you got to bring them out to the sled and start them on the sled. Yeah, we decided to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they, they had a fume problem, and um, so we decided to do that. And this year, the small block mini rods that pull was five and a half. They'll be the first class each session. We'll bring them out there, push them on. Out in the Coliseum, they can warm up and be ready to go. No big deal. And uh, we'll split them in half, half yeah. and half, and uh, it'll be half the fumes with, with uh, twice the excitement. That's a compromise we can live with. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Those guys have earned it. And, um, you know, they're, they're good for the game. Every team that brings a small block mini rod there is one of the bigger promoters of the event because yes, this is are. their Bowling Green. This is their Louisville. This is mm -hmm. the only time in the winter they get to hit, hit one another at this level. Um, so I'm happy that uh, they working with us and Art Klein gives a big prop there. I see Ryan, you bumped him on that. That's great. Yes, Art, he, so did. He, 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 he did. 100%. I, he's I was impressed promoter. with that. Yes, thank you, and, Art. Yeah. And also the same shout out goes to Donnie. And I know, I think Donnie's oh, yeah. watching. Donnie's done the same thing um, multiple on multiple occasions. And I'm yeah. sure Art has too. Um, guys, Chuck, that's Chuck too. Chuck Hobbs. He's, he's, in, yeah. the, he's in the comments too. He, yep. He's in on us too. 
Yeah. Those mini rod guys, um, yeah, I hurt. And those guys bumped me like, darn, we should have Grand Nationals in here. I was like, yeah, you've had four beers hurt. I said, you just stink the whole place up in three passes. No, not doing it. Sorry. I remember I'm that good. conversation, and that and it went drastically downhill and sideways afterwards. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could, you know, Tyler and Bruce, they come up here and buy a toolbox every year or win one. And, you know, I would love <laughs> yes, for those guys you know, to be able to put 18 Grand National Mini Rods on that track. But yeah, I got the sled, I got the track. I just ain't got the fumes. I just can't, I just can't get rid of the fumes. And, um, yeah. and, that, and, that, and that's, you know, that's all I can say about it. I wish I could do better, but I can't do it up there. It's, it's, rea- it's, it's the reality of the situation, and it's what we yeah. are. And I, we're not, you know, Clint, t- tell me if I'm being out of line with this. We're not trying to be anything besides what we are, and right. what we are is for that, that 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 level where we're at, Super Bowl of single charger, having the guys who are the the small block minis, having the the small block blown minis, and doing all that, do, doing the three O trucks, giving those guys those place to shine that they're not going to get anywhere else where they're trying to do something that's at the grand national level. Right. Right. And, and I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm really good where we're at and working yeah. with these guys because it works out, you know, our live stream results each year dictate that we might be doing something right because there's a lot of people watching and, yeah. um, and I, I'm really happy that, we can provide this service for the guys that are out there at the county fairs every weekend, just like I am, um, doing battle. And, um, you know, we get to see more of it now with all the YouTube pages. Um, we can see these guys a little more often than we did, you know, 15 years ago. So you can kind of get familiar with them. If you get on the right YouTube pages, you can see these guys competing during the summer, but you don't get to see all of them. And, Over six sessions at at, uh, Ship Shawana, you can see all of the, what I call, the big fish in the small ponds get together, and we get to compete. And I'm happy to be a part of it. Yep, that's what we're all about. Well, I want to thank you, Clint, for uh, taking time out of your uh, night tonight to uh, share with us and, and talk about Midwest Internationals, and certainly before events over with we're going to have you on again sure uh, there's no doubt about that uh well, i appreciate you guys got, having me on yeah you're you're welcome anytime standing invite um there's a few people who have that and you're certainly one of those uh there's a few things we want to get to before we're done tonight but um and you're welcome sure. to stay along uh with what we discuss oh, but otherwise it, um if you want to be free for your evening We'll let you go. Yeah, I better get off because I've had like ten missed phone calls since I've been talking to you guys. So yeah, we've heard every single one of them. We can hear that. We can hear it. We can hear (laughs) your phone bouncing off the table. I'm pretty sure I probably said something I probably should have, but whatever. No, not at all. Wait, and if if you did, go fuck themselves. Right. (laughs) Yep. I have to be politically correct. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, you guys. Good visit with all of you. You guys take care. Thanks, likewise. And I'm sure we'll see you soon. Bye bye. Clint Tucker, folks.
Unfiltered as always. And that's and that's how mm-hmm. we love it. Cody, what are you drinking tonight? I saw you pour a glass. What do you got? <laughs> uh, Kirkland for tonight. Uh, the single barrel? Yeah. What do you think of that? It's okay. I mean, it really... Uh, that Clyde Clyde's made uh, Clyde May's single barrel last night was really good though. Was it? Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know it yet, Cody and I sometimes drink rocket fuel uh, on the show, and tonight is one of those nights for Cody. 120 proof. It's um, yeah, a little stiffer than your average Jack Daniels. Only just you two, huh? Huh? I was, I was gonna say the same. You thing. were drinking a freaking Labatt Blue. Well, because I'm close to Canada for tonight. Doesn't yeah, mean that's what all, I always do. All eight point whatever percent. That's still more than what it's going to be if you buy that in Iowa. Exactly. I don't think you could buy that. If you you, you, you can't. That's my point. Bad. Like it's still it's still rocket fuel when you're talking that level in Iowa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, if I if I've got to tap out and go to the store, like I'll I'll fix it. I uh, you're okay for now. Yeah, good. We'll expect you to rectify it for next Wednesday. All right. I probably shouldn't do that. I still think uh, I should send you the address of the place that I went in Detroit for uh, that place because. Oh, uh, I yes, you did send me. Yeah, you told me about that. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean, like, election was excellent. You uh, you picture Charles's bookshelf in the back and add another like three levels of that and their whole delete, wall. Delete, delete books and replace with bottle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's like a 40 foot wall and it's two bookshelves tall full on the back wall. And then they had a whole bunch of stuff and they had a bunch of single barrels and like high, what I'd call highly allocated stuff that we can't find in Iowa. Um, and not, not going to lie though. Rather have the books. Probably. All you really need is one or two really good bottles, and you're set. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, a few things I do want to touch on, and if if you guys have something you want to, we didn't talk about this beforehand because um, we didn't do our proper job of show prep for for this <laughs> week. Beyond knowing we're gonna have Clint on, um, if you got something you want to throw in there, by all means, do so. Uh, Speak for yourself. Some of us did show prep. You know, I I really love what you did there. He's got the cutest handwriting I've ever seen, too. By no, the way. it's not. It's not <laughs> about the handwriting. It's about the how it was presented, and I kind of hew to my own style by going grid paper. I would have. I would have written on grid paper. I didn't have any. Because I just, I'm nerd, I'm nerd that well. I just I fly by the seat of my pants. It's blank. blank. Like the inside of his melon. I absolutely. Fucking love that we do this this way without even talking about it. Because it's like I'm, like, I'm like a wild card and I'm okay with it. Uh, so, something I want to address uh, that's topical in today is the passing of Ken Squire. Oh, dear. I didn't, I hadn't heard. Yeah, got to got to go there. Um, Please do. He was, and it's it's interesting that some of the most successful 
and best announcers really well and it's 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 not to discredit another um outlet for for where it came from um because that would be doing a disservice to um mr jenkins and espn in its time but i didn't have cable growing up and that wasn't how i i was exposed to nascar it came through cbs and the announcers that i was exposed to included mike joy who came out of new england chris economaki who founded speed sport news and god rest his soul is a part of our show intro and will be forever 100%. i'm not a part of it who came out of new jersey and ken squire ken came out of new uh vermont um and his ability to slow things down and tell a story and have phraseology to explain what was taking place on your screen came out of what he learned in his early years. He started as a racetrack and announcer and went on to found MRN motor racing network, which was radio of NASCAR. If you listen to these days to an MRN broadcast or a PRN broadcast of a NASCAR race via radio, the announcers who do that job are among the finest in the world. And I will say that bar none, regardless of racing style, because of the expertise with which they describe what they are seeing and convey that, and the handoffs between each other to create continuity throughout the race. And, you know, Ken founded MRN. He started with that and then went to CBS and came into our living rooms. His ability to tell a story is without equal. And a little bit of what he did certainly informs what I do to slow down for a second and just, just paint a picture. And, uh, the world has a big hole in it that he's not a part of it any longer. Folks, those of you who are still watching, throw up, um, throw something in the comments and tell us who, who was the announcer, because I would hazard a guess that all of you were racing junkies. Um, like we all are, uh, at least to one degree or another, whether you still follow it or not, you still remember the name of the announcers that, that got you hooked on it. I'm not talking pulling announcers, racing announcers or drag racing announcers. Throw them in the comments. I'll bet we can tie those guys together with Ken Squire and Mike Joy and, you know, Chris Economaki. I'll bet we can tie those together without having to, to double knot anything. They are 1,000% tied together. 
Ken was super hum, humble about it and understood what his place was in the sport and befriended the competitors. Uh, so to better tell their story. And it's a place that I come from as well. And I've already cried today, so I'm not going to do that on the show. These guys are important to us. And I mean, and I'm not trying to, I'm not making light of what Charles just said about, you know, I've already cried once today. I mean, there are, you know, maybe not announcers that we would, that Cody and I might cry over when, or shed a tear or get misty eyed. If we hear that they were to pass, I guarantee you that if, if Larry Chen dies in a horrible car wreck tomorrow, every single one of us will get misty eyed and we'll shed a tear because of what he's done for what we do and how he's changed how we look at the stories that we all tell. Um, same could be said for um, Mark Rabillis. Um, Mark yes. Rabillis, if you're not far, following Mark Rabillis on uh, like Instagram or any of his platforms, homeboy can swing a camera. He is an unbelievable photographer, as is Larry Chen, Jamie Price. You know, there's there's a handful of names that all of us, all of us photographers, men and women, we all watch. We all, to a point, kind of emulate. And they kind of maybe inform our style just a little bit. Um, so, yeah, those guys, those those people, those men and women in that that do that they're pretty damn important to us. So if we lose one, that's a big deal. You know, I mean, it's just like, you know, I mean, it's, it's like if, you know, to Roger Rui, just throw in yeah. Dave to Spain, Lord help us all when it, the day that Dave passes. Dave to Spain is the one that prompted Chris Economaki and our show open. And Dave comes to a place comes to us from a place that is different, alien from anything. If you know a story of Dave Despain, he comes from motorcycle racing. Yep. And adapted his style and his his lack of his coming from motorcycle racing where there's no margin, his no bullshit style. Translated in NASCAR very well, and it, he was another voice that is absolutely a part of informing where I'm at. I'm not going to say that Chris Economaki and, and Ken Squire and Dave Despain are are responsible for where I'm at. Where today that that was, that's self serving and that's bullshit. But is there a piece of each one of them that informs my style? You bet your ass there is because they were awesome and they were professional and they knew how to do it. Yeah. You bet there's something in there. What about other areas of racing? What about other announcers that have informed your style? Like, um, Alan Decadene, uh, on the sports car side, um, Dorsey Schrader on, uh, you know, in Indy pit lane in Indy. Um, uh, David, I will never, David Hobbs. David Hobbs. Yep. Um, I'm even thinking like local racetrack. I mean, we've got an announcer for uh, Corning, Corning uh, Speedway. It, it's it's he's kind of been the voice for how many years type of thing, and uh, 
it, it's recognizable, you know, when they're, when they're on the microphone, it is just, it's so recognizable. You know, that voice and you, everyone grows up listening to it. So yep. yeah. Yeah, there's, and there's, we all, there's plenty. And we Steve, can all Evans, enemy. Dave McCollin, Paul page, um, yep. Dr. Jack Root. Um, Oh, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah, there's um, there's, who, there's lots. Who is it who um, used to be an Audi driver? Uh, Lamar, um, Scottish guy, Alan McNish. Alan McNish is a oh my god, voice so good for what, how things happen. Yeah, and inevitably this where this conversation ends up leading um, is water. Who are the pulling voices that, you know, the, the voices in, in truck and tractor pulling that you grew up with? Yeah. You know, well, I mean, you covered that plenty of times and I'm happy to yep. recount them. Right. You know, Tom, Tom Hartzell, Butch Krieger. Yep. Are, are in there. Um, Dave Bennett, Ellen, Dave Bennett, Alan Washburn. Mm-hmm. We got to get Alan on the show. Alan, I haven't talked to him. I haven't talked to him since the last time we interviewed him when we were uh, when we were all on on Beer Month, and that was that was one of my favorite interviews of, of all of. I think we did that last year, didn't we? Yeah, I think last year we did. Um, that was probably yeah. my favorite interview we did all of last year. So, Alan, if for some reason you're, you you have nothing better to do with your Thursday night than watch us three hacks. Reach out. We sure as hell would love to have you on the show. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's plenty. Ed Hart was another great voice that I loved. How he sounded mm-hmm. because I didn't sound like him, and wanted right. to, and I'm I'm never going to because genetics determined that I'm not going to. Simple as that. That's fair. That happens. Yep. Genetics turned out a long time ago that I was kind of kind of be shaped like an egg with the yeah. long legs. Sounds like like a, an ostrich egg or like <laughs> chicken egg. <laughs> if I could jump through the screen, I would beat your face to a bloody pulp. And he's gl- closer to you than I am. So bingo. Uh, next time I see you, I will kick you in the nuts for that. Sorry, I had <laughs> you walked right in. Again, I'm the wild card. You I know, I know it was I know it was a softball, but your balls will still be soft when I'm done. <laughs> Uh, uh, another thing I wanted to uh, bring up is the I want to get serious for a minute EPA enforcement and how that has, continues to evolve um, we have seen a change in how they're approaching this thing and they're no longer going for the softball or for the for the nerf toss to keep in line with what we just did, uh, because all of those have already been, all those balls have already been broken. They're not longer going for prosecution based on civil means and going for the easy uh, fines. Uh, they are now going for criminal prosecution, which means jail time. There is a, uh, I'm 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 gonna I did I didn't do my proper due diligence on this particular story for this gentleman, but there is a 18 year at this point 
military veteran. He's two years away from his, you know, 20 years out. And he, his side hustle was diesel truck work. He's now facing criminal charges being stripped of his benefits through the military, meaning no VA, nothing, and possible felony charges, if not actual felony charges at this time. They're not looking at civil charges any longer. They're, the low-hanging fruit is already done. They're not going after the... The, we're going to fine you $200,000 or whatever and, and then just get the fuck out of here. They're now going criminal charges where they, they, they say, like, we're, we're not, well, this is me paraphrasing. Daisy, the low-hanging fruit's gone. You should have known better by now. We're going to actually criminally charge you. And the biggest case in this is against eBay now. And the eBay has yet to respond to the charges, but they're, they are not going to be faced with criminal charges because who's the head of eBay? Who, what's the head that you, what's the head that you cut off, but they're being charged with uh, the same violations to the tune of $2 billion. With a B. With a B. So, my my frustration with all this is um pick your manufacturer of uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna just call it what it is farm equipment so you look at all the restrictions that are, that we're required to have for farm equipment in the united states with def and all this stuff you send all that equipment to south america there's no restrictions so they're making that equipment here in the states sending it down there with no restrictions and it I, I sold construction equipment back when the def took a toll and like skid loaders took a, what was it? A like 12 or 15% increase in price by adding def. You had some of the larger equipment, they were taking a quarter of the price increase. And that's, that's fine if it's across the board, but you, you ship it to overseas, you know, outside of the States and they don't have to have it. And I, that was my biggest frustration is like, if, if you're going to build them here, like, why are you not requiring them to everything that's produced have the same emissions levels as what you're requiring us here to have? And that's case probably my point. Case in point. I think if I remember correctly, gear builds an X nine with zero emissions. Just can't sell it here. Right. Gotta sell it down in Brazil. Got to sell it in, in Russia where some, Dickhead with a tank will blow the shit out of it. Uh, Gail, Gail Banks gets to build the shit out of Duramaxes to all he wants with no emissions to the U.S. military. Yeah. For deployment anywhere they want. Doesn't have to be emissions compliant. What the fuck do they care? And right. and, and it, there's a lot of reasons why. Yeah. But Let's, none of them are very good reasons, do in my opinion. Say, no, no, their their reasons are actually excellent. Yeah. Because yeah. who wants to deal with that bullshit of emissions mm-hmm. compliance when you're trying to kill people who are trying to right. kill you? Well, and, and on top of it, like, okay, you look back 20, I mean, you look back 20 years, 
even, even go back 10 years, we never added sulfur in a prescription on farm ground. Never. And now what is every soil and every state deficient? Sulfur. We're adding that into everything. And that's just one of those deals of like, you know, because we're taking it, you know, and, and the def is adding it. It's so frustrating because like I said, it the the price that it has increased everything um across the board for choking stuff down, you know, back in what 2000 uh back in 2010 to 2013, um Dodge uh had credits. So like in 2010, Ford and Chevy, they put def on those and I mean it choked them down so hard and Dodge bought credits or owned credits, whatever however that worked type of thing. They owned credits type of thing and they like extended the period to where it was in 13 that they had to add def onto it. And I mean it a significant difference on that because to meet the emissions compliance, they choked all those engines down. And they just don't run very good. I mean, you're you're talking, you know, in, in the diesel world, you're talking of a truck that gets 12 miles or 10 miles a gallon, and it should be getting 19, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you start adding up the miles of the life of that truck, that's a lot in fuel. Which, by the way, fuel in Texas is a hell, or diesel in Texas is a hell of a lot cheaper than it is in Iowa. Welcome so, to an election year. Yeah. Yeah. We can look forward. We can look forward to that too, because. It happens every freaking every freaking time. Yeah, I know. Start seeing, you know, I don't know how low it's going to get to fifty to forty a gallon for gas and whatever correspondingly for diesel. You know, it's election year politics, but the and and I think Charles was starting to say it before I kind of stepped on him and 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 talked over him. Um, but it's a do as I say, not as I do thing. Yeah, and that is absolute horseshit. I'm sorry, but and and we're not we are not a political podcast. We never claim to be. We never will be. But this is absolute crap in the tallest order. And I think all of you guys who are watching now, watching this now, you all know that. You know, there's, we all see that. there's guys who are facing and or have done prison time over this bullshit. Yes, it's overreach. Yeah. And we've got guys like that, like that guy, that that guy that that Charles talked about with the, um, uh, who's in such a hole. He's selling everything he's got. I saw it. Yes. I saw an ad like a, a market side by side ad. trailer, you know, everything yeah. for dirt cheap. Yeah. And I, if I could afford it to buy it, and then sit on it and give it back to him. And so Sold this is why a dollar. This is why this matters. Yes. Join. Participate. If you can't go to PRI as a, an event, be a member. 100%. SEMA goes with this as well. We love to hate SEMA because it's the, you know, it's the Bluetooth drive shaft. Whatever. PRI and SEMA yes. are the same organization. They believe in the same thing. The SEMA is the street side. PRI is the racing side. You need to get this membership and my daughter's is right here as well. Get involved, pay the membership, be a part of it because they advocate against this bullshit. And when, they, when, when, when we say advocate, we mean lobby, 
like lobbying in suits like on Capitol actual, Hill. Actual yeah. real fighting work. for us. Your dollars from buying this don't just get you into the show, the trade show, which is awesome. And please go. It's phenomenal to be there. Shut up. Stop telling me about it because I can't go this year. Yeah. <laughs> get your membership. Be there at the show. You too. But it's better than that. It's about our livelihood. If if you believe in something, if this is something that's important to you, if this is what you do, this is what it's about. I'm not a particularly political person. I think everybody probably knows where I where I come down on a lot of stuff. 100%. I don't advertise, but I don't advertise it. It's not what it's all about. But there is one particular spot in my life where it really does matter. Where it's it's something that's a part of my livelihood, and it's a part of our livelihood. This is one. This is one. It's really it really matters. Yep. So even if you don't go, pay your dues, get a PRI membership because it might be, and and let me also be very, very straightforward and clear. PRI memberships for a, an individual like me or Cody or Charles, they're like 40 bucks. Yeah. Like this is dirt ass cheap. And then you have a right. You know, you you are funding the protest. You are funding the people who are going to Washington and lobbying against these bureaucratic douche canoes who don't get it. And or the the bureaucratic douche canoes who are making tons of money off of death sales. And we should add, it's not just the racing side of PRI. I mean, there's pulling vehicles that are at PRI. So those that think that it's just segregated, it's not. No, it's no, all I mean, of us. There's all of us combined together in this. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. I mean, there's, I don't know, what, six or eight vehicles I saw confirmed that are going to be uh, from, from the polling world at PRI. And that's just ones that I've seen. And, and honestly, I, I don't get a lot to scroll through. So I haven't seen any, but beyond that, what you get for your $40 membership, if you can't go be in Indy and be physically in, in person at the attend at the event, you're going to get a weekly newsletter in your email inbox that is the latest on what's going on in the industry. If this is a this is a tractor pulling focused podcast, can we agree with that? As much yeah. as I want to stray away out from there, and I personally want to stray away from there, that's where we're home. But every week in your inbox is what's up with the industry at large. Maybe it affects you. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's tangential. Maybe it's something that's roundy round. Maybe it's something that's road racing. Maybe it's something that's open wheel. Maybe it's something that's NASCAR. Every month you also in your inbox will get the PRI magazine, not the print version, but you'll get it online, which has been very generous toward the sport of pulling in the last 24 months. Yep. They're paying attention to us. They understand our value outside of drag racing, roundy round, and everything else, which as a show, yes, we also pay attention to as well. I cannot advocate for this enough. It matters that much. It's a livelihood. It's a lifestyle. 
if you believe in it enough to buy a t-shirt to win a damn truck, which I didn't win this one. Which truck was that? Uh, it was one of Greg Alborala's G56's uh, Dodge uh, Rams because I love stick. All right. But lifestyle bigger. I'm I'm gonna pay whatever the hell forty five dollars for this long sleeve T shirt. I'm not gonna spend forty bucks for this. hundred percent. What the fuck are you doing? Where the fuck right. is your head at? Yeah. Yeah. Is it I, I actually set, I actually set the hotel uh, eating breakfast this morning going through uh, the uh, the newsletter from PRI. I haven't done it. It's still in my inbox. I haven't looked at it yet. And you know, at I'm, some point, you don't want to know how many are read in my inbox, but that's one that I read. No, and I'll be the first to admit I don't read them all. I don't. It, it's it's a lot, and that's fine. The, the but the fact is, it's there for you, and it matters, and. All that we're asking for is your engagement and for you to spend the money. And if you can be there on the floor at PRI, I'm happy to to, to sit with you and talk about how important it is and, and, and introduce you to people and, and whatever it takes. I will be there. Um, I will not be there the whole weekend. I can't be. Uh, my time off. I, I, I get so many time off days a year, right? Paid time off. And Leo, my boss, is very generous allowing me to be as gone as I am. So what it means for PRI is that I can dip out uh, Friday afternoon and get down there to MC the Outlaw Diesel Super Series uh, points banquet and hang out with all of you guys. And then Saturday... I get to have time on the floor. I don't get to be there Thursday and Friday. I'm not bitching, not complaining. I am grateful for being even allowed to do that much. Mm-hmm. But for the time that I'm going to be there, uh, my daughter Allie is going to join me for the first time. I want to introduce her to as many people as I can, get her across the floor as many places as I can. But I also do want to spend a fair amount of time on the Outlaw Diesel Super Series booth in the hallway to try to attract sponsors because that's what we got to do. We got to drive some of that uh, for our own series. Um, so that's, uh, that's where my priorities are. And that's, that's, that's what I'm about. I, I want to make this happen. I want the sport to grow. And there's a place at the table for, for tractor pulling it to make that happen as well. Note noteworthy from noteworthy from uh, the, the latest PRI is uh about safety equipment stop doing that yes. and do this instead yes that yes. does pertain to a lot of you that are watching so i noticed something and i mean to ask either him directly if i can get the audience at pri or well however it happens um do you guys you guys follow mike finnegan at all mm-hmm. i don't He's had his uh, new series. What's the matter about- with you? Yeah, Jeez. what's the matter with you? <laughs> All right, sorry. Continue. I just I had to get that on a record. He had he has this the, the new series on his six thirty two uh, um, drag boat 
that he yep. took out there to uh, Firebird. And what I noticed in the video was the harness that he wore on his helmet underneath the life vest. And it, well, his fire suit, he wore his fire suit first, this harness, and then his life vest over the top of it. And the way that it connected was similar to the Simpson, um, I guess for lack of a better term, the, the half a Hans. The half a Hans is it's it, it straps and a lot of drag racer guys wear it and it has a, a small carbon fiber collar, not like what the big road course racer guys wear. Um, it's a half a Hans. The Hans design de- device is designed to stop forward and aft like the 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 Basler skull fracture whiplash, but the boat race design was straps that came up in front to to um, turnbuckles on the side of the helmet and then same thing out the side out the back and it didn't do anything for forward or aft but it did all the things for side to side which is tractor pulling's biggest deal it's it's tire shake side to side whiplash shit and i really want to ask him like how could we how get him and maybe the Simpson guys in the same booth and go, how can we adapt this to sled pulling and make this something that would benefit everybody? If there's something out of PRI that could be beneficial to sled pulling, that would be my contribution. How can yep. we, how can we adapt this, this shit to this, this apparatus and make this work? And truthfully, I mean, truth be told, Pennigan would be one thousand percent on board with that. Yes, he would. Head. He would. Be. I mean, hell, the guy bought a a, a freaking trailer from Fred Patch. Fred, yes, he did. The announcer for the Outlaws. He still fills in once in a while, and yeah, he's got you know they've got turbine mods. Yep. Um, it's yeah. out there. Uh, it's out there on YouTube. It's actually a, a a pretty darn good episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's got he's got that. I mean, he's one of us. Let's let's put it real clear. Finnegan oh. is one of us. You should watch Getting Finnegan to like a Grand National poll would be the greatest shit ever. <laughs> thousand percent. Actually, a Western Series poll because I think he and Tucker would just absolutely hit it off. <laughs> yes. I think those guys would have way too much fun together. I'd be fun with that. Um. Let's let's quit banging on the PRI drum, um, and uh, let's talk drag racing. Sure. Um, let me just say, Doug, Alita, <laughs> go. Yeah. Floor's open. Go. Glad twenty six years of trying and six 100%. runner ups, and finally, the Ypsilanti boy gets it done. Absolutely awesome, and cannot think of a better guy mm-hmm. and it big big as a clay Milliken fan as i am can't think of a better more deserving guy to be the yep. crown of top fuel uh doug deserves it i don't think there's anybody in the pit area who was against that win Gerva. <laughs> well, it's about freaking time 
No, Gerb, Gerbaugh's not against it. Gerbaugh's 100% down with Doug getting, Dougie getting it done. Yeah. Right. It's Absolutely. just, it's just, I'm annoyed that he didn't pay attention to every single word we had to say. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Doug, Doug, Doug flies jets above all our heads every day or commands those that do. And uh, the Kalina name in this universe is, is a big deal. And we're, we've got, we've got some friends. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to name names, but we've got some friends in the fab shop there as well. Uh, that, uh, I'd love to have on this show and I think we can, um, uh, maybe even we do a onsite, uh, but, uh, we've, we've got some friends in that shop that, uh, help make that happen. That's awesome too. Can we also do, can we also, um, be excited for that if Wyatt Schulte doesn't provide video of it? Man up, buddy. Let's yeah. do some backflips. News resolution. If you if you pull it off, I'll try to. Yeah. I, I feel like I've got 40. way too many broken bones for that shit. Yeah, you've got an excuse because none of your stuff works. None of your shit works right in your, in your upper body. <laughs> Charles, yeah. you and I are 45. We're going to hurt for a week. Well, Take a flyer I mean, on this one. I mean, if I could pull it off one time, it'd be the only time in my life I'll do it. Okay, Toby Keith. Not as good as I was, <laughs> but I'm as good once as I ever was. <laughs> See, it's my goal to make some uh, to say something that makes him laugh so hard that his ass falls out of his chair before it's before he's done. He got um, me there. <laughs> close. I haven't got I haven't gotten it yet, but we're close. Um, we got him to rock back. Now we just got to get him to rock back real hard. Well, if I rock back far enough, I'll actually do the fucking backflip. So there you go. <laughs> Beat Wyatt um, to it. Gerbot, you tell Doug Kalita that there there are three big fans who would absolutely love to get on on an interview with him. Yeah, um, actually four because if if that happens, you're joining us. I don't. I know you're camera shy. I know you hate that. I don't based on, care. Based on connections, me. based on connections, so is Dusty. Uh huh. One way or another, we will get you uh, your ugly mug on camera for an interview with with Kalita. Um, we should also, um, Wyatt. I want you to tell me in the comments if we can talk about this. But what you texted me last night um, is that public knowledge yet? Oh, because if it's not, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to blow up your spot. But if it is. I'm going to tell some people to put something on a calendar because they've um, got an interview that, that that's in the works. I don't want to steal your thunder, but I will. If, if you don't tell me not to, he says, yes, fair enough. You had your chance. Um, Wyatt and, uh, uh, uh Shane. Thank you, Shane. I'm sorry. I'm an old man, and senility sucks. This is why he can do backflips. He can't even remember yeah. names. Yeah. What? No, I, I can't do backflips <laughs> because I'm a fat guy. Um, <laughs> Ostrich Right. Wyatt told me last night that uh, they got Spencer Hyde to commit to an interview next week. That's excellent. Those, yeah, I didn't know those that. Those of That's you excellent. who are uh, NHRA fans, you need to t- uh, you need to tune in on this one. Yeah, that'll be a good uh, one. 
Very, very Manny, good show. Manny Graves I, will be glued to the screen. That's exactly what I told Wyatt. I said, yeah. you make damn sure that Maddie knows about it because they're close. Yeah, absolutely there. 100%. And yeah, so he's, he just licensed in Top Fuel and he's in for uh, Snowbird here, uh, back end of Thanksgiving, you know, pro mod. Uh, yeah, Spencer Hyde is kind of like, he's it property. Yeah. And I mean, for those of you, who, I mean, aside from the, the top fuel, um, homeboy can wheel a pro mod. Yes, he can. So y'all need to tune into that. If, uh, if Motorsports Almanac puts something up um, on their, on their Facebook page, y'all need to make plans and, uh, and spend yes. some time with them next Wednesday night, I think. Um, yeah, please do. And watch, watch Wyatt and, and Shane's feed. Preemptively, guys, I'm not sure I can join you for that, but I'll try. Right. On uh, other news that um, on my corner of a piece of paper that I scratched down what I wanted to talk about. You didn't actually write anything down. You Your chicken scratches it like Full of lies. A um, couple things from the week, uh, which you guys already know it. Um, one, Leah Block, Ken Block's daughter, signed with Williams uh, for the Formula One Academy for 2024. Uh, also, there is an unreleased video that's coming out of Ken Block that's never, that's never been released. Yeah. So Etron e too. Yeah. Yes. So, I did see that that's coming. That's never been like you want to do it now. Etron one right there, Vegas. Yeah. So um that's also exciting. And speaking of Vegas, uh this week is uh the Vegas. So qualify or uh practices tonight. They did opening cer ceremonies last night. It'll be really interesting because the pit lane exit is right in the racing line from turn turn one. So God damn it. Yes. Not only not 100%. only that though. Apparently F1 in the most boneheaded move ever forgot to think about how cold it gets in the desert at night. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah, that, there's that if if there's oh. if there's anything that will make me tune into that race. It's because I want to see what happens when F1 cars have to run in cold, like Fucking legit cold suck. temperatures. Right. Yeah. Tires, will tire, tire management is going to be critical. And mm -hmm. it, it's, yeah, they had, I can, they plan this. I don't, I don't know why, like, why they're, they're, I mean, a 1 a.m. Like, boring. If, it's Shut because up, of the European market. It's because oh, of the Euro European it. market. It has to be. That's exactly the reason. The GMT time puts Europe into the, the time where they can see it. But the same aspect, like, this is the country that, like, okay, if you're a fan here, you're going to go and you got to stay up till 1 o'clock to go watch a race, you know. And, and they, they fucked around and found out, didn't they? Yeah, and I just I feel like it's it, it, I understand demographics from that stuff, but in the same aspect, like this is the country it's hosted in. You don't see Austin, you don't see Miami doing it that late. So why is Vegas doing it that late? 
because the uh, promoter wants it that way and they're obnoxious about the pricing and they want to also get the TV time in on Europe time and it's going to be bullshit. Yeah. But I mean, you got to look at the numbers. I mean, if there's, let's say just for, for easy math, let's say there's 50 fans in Europe for every two fans in the States. Are you going to hold the race at six o'clock or seven o'clock on a Friday night or a Saturday night for those? I don't give a damn. Two out of every fifty-two fans. I mean, but if you were if you were a polling promoter, would you do it? No, you wouldn't. No. Okay, then explain to race me. Promoter. Explain to me why the United States has three Grand Prix that nobody else, no other country has three of them. Like, explain to me why the U.S. doesn't have any damn F1 fans. Arrogance. You. That's no, they, they, you know, U.S. has an F1 fans, but it's arrogance of money, and they think they can they think they can make enough off of this to justify it, and they're going to find out that they're wrong. It's going to be a one done. Las Vegas is going to be think a you're one right. done. Thank you. Right. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna bilk for all of the financing fees that they can from all these casinos and whatever and the city and piss everybody off it'll be a one and done race this will not happen again the Miami race will continue despite the same objections I would offer it has found enough idiots to keep it going and uh, Circuit of the Americas actually is a fantastic race. They've actually yes. done that one very well. That one, that one's going to go forever. Yeah. But the Las Vegas race, this is a one and done. This is a stunt. It's a bunch of bullshit. It's not going to live. And uh, yeah, watch it while you can because bye bye. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert: Cody is going to log off in about three minutes and start checking like Hotwire and. Priceline and TripAdvisor. Yeah, the, the ticket. Find any no, way he can get to Vegas right now. Cratered. No. Ticket prices have cratered, and you might get a ticket for six hundred bucks, and you're going to get like this much view of the track, and you're not going to see shit. It's it's that's a joke. It's a damn. Joke. No, it's no Cody. Cody would do that just because one of his buddies lives out there, and probably has access to a damn helicopter, and and. He could go and like hang out in no. the helicopter with with a camera and just shoot whatever the hell he wants. No, they, I can't they blame have, him. I'd do the same thing if I had. Yeah, the they, have, they have they have authorization to fly drones uh, on the strip and a Class B waiver to. So it, it it's like McLaren International Airport airspace is right here, and the strips here, and I've got helicopters and like they have a Class B waiver to fly there, and like they've done work for CNN and like all these big news channels. And I was like, "Do you need a VO? Because I visual observer. Because I will gladly come out there. Oh, just for the love! <laughs> I will stand underneath the palm tree in front of you know the Bellagio, yeah, and be your VO. But uh, yeah, and, and that's the thing is like they're the old saying in the news game. Yeah, right. I no, so... I would I would one thousand percent do that. That would be a really freaking cool way to watch a race." It would be. And I mean, 
I I don't know. I just there's there's a lot of stuff into it. Um, <laughs> I, Gerba, yeah, yeah, ger, it's always Gerba, yeah. So, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys, if you guys don't watch, uh, we do a lot of pot. We listen to a tell lot. Du- of tell Duck to go walk on some water. Which he don't can. don't tell him that because he will, and he'll take video. Yeah, I and know. It'll be pretty impressive. Yes, it will. Um, and that's why I'm challenging him to do it. And he submit the video to us so that we can broadcast it. Yes. Yeah. Or sell it to West Buck so we can afford to you know do whatever. Um, if you if you how guys much glue do you have to spray on water? By the way, to walk on it. All of it. Radio versus the world. You know, Duck. Duck might get along with Tucker pretty well too. Yeah, I think Duck we're, would get we're, along with Tucker. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> that would be. Can you imagine awesome. feeding them, feeding them some liquor, and then putting them on a podcast? Oh castle? my god, that would be. Amazing. That would be epic. Uh, no, if you guys don't follow the West Buck podcast, um, West Buck owns uh, Drag Illustrated, and tremendous race performer or uh, promoter, and unbelievably passionate. If you think any of us are dorks about pulling, yeah, but his, his, West his Buck, is a little bit too nice. Perhaps um, he doesn't have a beard either. Yeah, course, you know, sharp razors around there. Yeah, um, Wes is he is he embodies passion for drag racing. Yes, he does. Um, and his weekly podcast, I think, was it last week or was it? Yeah, it was last week. It was like last Thursday or Wednesday or something. Um, he had Donald Long. Donald Long is a, a race promoter. He's been doing it for a thousand years. Um, he promotes the heavy track prep, you know, spray. I didn't gallons get to see gallons what, of super wait, glue on there. Wes had him too. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I saw the shake and bake with him, and I left his fucking ass off. No. I'm sorry. It was I. West Buck had him on earlier this year. I was gonna say, holy shit! But no, Shake and Bake, Shake and Bake had him on uh, last week, and so I have never laughed so hard at a during a podcast in my entire life. Uh, I have not listened to that yet. Steven, oh, it's so worth it. Lyle and slice of cake versus. For, uh, yeah. Versus Duck. <laughs> yeah. Donald Donald Long. I mean, think of the most think of the biggest big muff you know in the sport of pulling. Don't throw but, it in the comments. I don't want to see and, it. Like, all right, so so let let's let's let, let me say something about that. Yep. Principled. Principled. Yes. He will. He he stands on a platform, and he sticks with it. He's not an yeah. asshole for being an asshole's sake. He stands on a principle, and he promotes against that. And if you don't like mm-hmm. it, well, then fuck you. And I right. really respect the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. I do too. Um, if it weren't for the fact that there are more county fairs, or, or that, that county fairs do a lot of promoting of pulling. Lord, it would be fun to have a promoter like like Donald oh, Long in pulling. Well, we can't we can't juice we can't juice tracks the way that he can. 
<laughs> that's problem number one. Um, really? You sure about that? You really mm-hmm. want to go with that? Yes. On a consistent basis, yes, I will go with yes. Even though well, we just talked to Clint, but I will uh-huh. say on a consistent basis, mm-hmm. no. You could, I mean, we could call Clint Dr. Kroger. Yeah, we, we I mean, we could. We could. But a, a, like a sled pulling RVW? Yeah. That's a stretch. Maybe. Well, I mean, it, it's a stretch in that there's no drive line on planet Earth that has been developed that would hold up to it. If we, if we, if we, do, if we tasked Clint with the sled pulling version of RVW, I want to be the manufacturer of planetaries and ring and pinions and drive shafts and drive shafts and third members and you name it for that series because I'll be rich. Yes. If I can make them fast enough. One season and you'll never have to work another day in your friggin' life. And you can employ like the entire city of Toledo. It's not saying much. Um, You'd have to find all of Toledo and convince them that they wanted to work. Whatever. There's, you know, there's, there, 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 there's, there's an armpit and a scrotum for both the Great Lakes. One's Gary, Indiana, and there's Toledo. We have an armpit in the Midwest, and Cody lives near it. I don't know. And I, I'm not that. saying which is which. You guys can fight that out, and both of you'll lose. <laughs> yeah, there are no winners there. No. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you, can, you can hate Detroit all you want, but uh, at least we're not Toledo or Gary. Yeah, yeah. You, you count your blessings. Or Flint. Or Flint. Yes, we can right. drink the water around here. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. I'll go get a glass exactly. right now. Right. Anyway, so um, we are at almost two and a half hours. Yeah, we probably uh, killed one other, one other fun fact. Uh, drive with Siv Swizz Beats on Hulu. Have you guys seen this yet? No, so he's a Grammy learner, but he's also an avid car collector. Is um, this the second most recent uh smoking tire podcast? No, this is this is a, a TV series on Hulu where it's oh, like really? several, there's several episodes. Uh, there are six episodes, uh, and I just I kind of happened to cross it but uh they went uh episode two they went to japan and he guesses where where one of their stops was in japan notable uh porsche 911 builder i'll bet he smokes about a thousand cigarettes an hour and he does everything by hand maybe the second part i don't know about the first part (laughs) no he does that too yes he does doesn't sell any of them but yes so they, they toured his uh, his shop and uh, yeah, but that's also that's, uh, yeah. was that a does he have a nice shop because he does so much work on site it's not funny. No, like it's it's. I guess I should I should classify it like. 
nice shops in the U.S. versus nice shops in Japan may be two different realms type of thing. Uh, but it's like what style of racing you're doing, right? And it's like it. I mean, it, it it's it's like a garage type of thing. What I would call it, it's not a shop. So where he's doing this stuff, I mean, it's it's roll up the door type of thing. It's not a, a click a button with your phone to open the garage door type of mentality. But uh, that's also a notable one that uh, I'm in the middle of because I at the airport was watching part of it and then I had to jump on a flight. So, um, but that's, Swiss, that's and it's Swiss beats, really. Mm-hmm. He's got a whole series. There's like I said, there's six episodes of him, and there's there's multiple parts to that. So like he looked at uh, different cultures oh. of drifting um to an underground side and then like uh, where i'm at right now is uh um looking at some porch 911s and and like i'm probably gonna watch the rest of it when i but when we get done tonight because i want to watch the rest of it let's just hope that before he leaves japan he spends some time with doji ban yeah please tell me you guys know what doji ban is no no idea nope what my god racing dodge vans like oh, legit oh yeah, they, like, that's, a yeah. Thing. that's a thing that, yeah that is a legit thing and it's legit actually thing. and it's at first glance when you guys look at it i mean seriously go to youtube and type in dodgy van or van racing japan oh yeah see what yeah. goes up yeah, it is yeah. utterly unbelievable. These I guys know. actually do some amazing they drift things. the shit out of those things. Yes, I, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, no, yeah. sorry, I did, didn't didn't pick up on the. Yeah, I I know what you're what are you calling now? Yeah, like these guys buy the, you know, like remember when the the Dodge had a short wheelbase van? I think yeah. it was probably the same. Yeah, like a, a short box single Maybe. cab. One of my best friends uh, in high school in the mid '90s, his dad had one. It was two tone, really? brown and tan, hundred percent. Yep, three eighteen, like under the you, you under the driver's seat under the radio. It's yeah. under yes. your right heel where the engine is. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Totally get it. Yeah. Yep. So they will actually make their own performance parts. They will lower these things. They will take rip out all the interior. They'll put in, you know, like racing seats and you know five point harnesses in the seats in the back and the whole yeah. works. And then they go to these, you know, these Japanese, you know, road racing tracks. And they will legit like cut it up. It's amazing. Yeah, it it really is. They drift the shit out of them. It's it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And they, they, they'll take and they'll mod the 318s. They don't do, I mean, it's not like heavy mods. It's not like anybody. No, nothing like crazy. Bottle or, a, you know, or a hairdryer on one. Well, it's, it's a it's a van. You don't have to. There's no no weight in the back, right? Right. No. Like you could, you know. You couldn't get the power to the ground anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You could slide. You, don't, you don't need a handbrake at that point. No. <laughs> Although they usually build one. Oh, I know. But I'm just saying at that point, you don't really need one. But, but yeah, yeah. it's it's cool. If you guys ever want to kill, like you know, if if the folks watching ever really want to kill, um, in, no one's watching. Part of just an evening. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Van racing Japan. That's all you need to put in. And then you know, 
YouTube will take care of the rest, and suddenly it will be, you know, 1.30 in the morning, and you're like, where did my evening go? I was supposed to sort my socks and do some laundry and and then and then you're up in time and then you're up in time to watch the Vegas race. So you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So like Cody wants you to do this on Saturday night. Hey, Slava Enterprises even posted about track prep Vegas style, a little different than pulling. They did. So they did. Oh, I'm gonna need to check. Yeah. By the way, happy belated birthday to uh Sally Slama. Yeah. Um, or Sally Kramer. Um, yeah, yesterday, I think, or the day before was her birthday. Don's daughter, the young lady who will eventually take that dealership into the next decade or three. And who is world doing world. a fantastic job with her social media. Yes. If you don't follow them on TikTok, you need to follow Hillsborough Equipment on TikTok. Yeah. You should follow Tractor Zoom too. And then you should. Um, Stitch my last two videos because um, I really kind of want to hear what you have to say. I haven't got to it. It's on the. It's did on you the see dock. them? Yeah, I did saw. You see it. them? Okay, you did see them. I saw it. It's just it's on the docket. It just time, talent, treasure in a day. What the fuck is wrong with a short declarative sentence like "Good evening, I'm Bill Bonds. Nothing is new. Good night." I like I like how Charles has one eye hidden behind the microphone, like just kind of eyeing it, like. What's the fucker is you gonna say about this one? Uh, Although this is the first time we've had drops in a long time. Yeah, that's okay. You should, uh, Charles. You should model your uh, your your snazzy fresh lid, and maybe. Uh, yeah, to, this yeah. is. Uh... Ooh. Yeah. Black hat with Massey Ferguson on it. Black hat with Massey Ferguson on it. Uh, of, courtesy of John John Murray. Yeah. One of his limited edition. Mine is uh, Lake Area Fools, courtesy of the fire departments of the Ozarks from the Outlaw Banquets uh, last year or two years ago. Which, whichever year we crawled on the fire truck and basically got shut down by Margaritaville. So. <laughs> that was a thing. These are um, let's go pulling, not to be confused with let's grow pulling. Yeah. Right. And it's, out of all the hats that he has, because he's got different styles, that is also. Yeah, he's, he's got a bunch. Yeah, he he put out a bunch. And I, was, I, I saw the Massey Ferguson, like mine, done. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't care what it costs. Like, yeah. Give Make me, it happen. All the money. I, I, I gotta have one. So yeah. Also, and if you're not following them on on YouTube, John does a tremendous job. Tremendous job. Um, so uh, here's something that uh, Kurt or that Clint did not share on the show. He was one of the first to uh, introduced John to what was necessary in terms of cameras and how to do this. And gave John Murray the, sort of the start, and uh, I heard that story tonight too. So, um, I did not know that. I yep. didn't know that either. I thought you were going to talk about his YouTube channel because he's got you no, know, he's got he's got a really, fantastic really old, YouTube channel, like old pulling videos because he's, I mean, back in the '90s stuff that he's gone back through and, and released that stuff. Wait, wait, wait. 
told me tonight he's got NFMS stuff back to like 1982. Yeah. That he grew because there's too much of us, me included, who have put up NFMS shit um, and kind of dropped the algorithm out. And so I put up what I had, which is the same shit that everybody's fucking got at this point. He's got really old stuff. So look for that leading into February. Uh, also noteworthy, congratulations to Adam Wilson on yes. another milestone. 100, 100 million, the 1 million on yep. Facebook. Yep. Well earned. So that's 2.2 million across yes. social media platforms. Yep. And a shit ton of miles. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, Folks, for those of you who are still watching, it is amazing that Adam has actually joined us because he's so popular. Yeah. Like if you go to a poll, if you go to a poll in the next, you know, forever, bring a red carpet with you if Adam's coming. Yeah. But I mean honestly, I'm, I'm just busting I'm I'm just busting his balls. I love the guy to death. He and Tiffany have been tremendous for the sport. They've done some amazing things and I'm really, really, really proud to see their success, and it's been amazing to watch them grow. I am too. And and the the shocker for me of all this is until was that last year? Adam, correct me if I'm wrong. You did it all from your phone. Didn't own a laptop. Yes, he did. Like last no, year, yes, hundred percent. That's true. Like my like, I do a lot of shit for my phone, but I don't know that I could do that much for my yeah. Phone. Like, yeah. I coaxed him, I'm sorry. I coaxed him into a a thing that we were going to do for IPL this past fall, and we you know we shot the thing on my on my phone, and I you know like it was the thing where I threw it into the track, and then once we were done, like shit, I don't know how to clip this, you know. And he's he's like, I know how to do it. So I go to I hand him my phone. I'm like, go ahead, do it. And it it worked out. It, yeah. He, that's exactly how he did it. He's a self-made guy. Um, and, and now he wonders why his phone battery lasts longer every day. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate the humbleness for from him and Tiff and, and the passion and the genuine place they come from and how they've earned their spot uh, to where they are. And to, I don't want to, I don't want to, they they make a living from this now. Yeah. They've turned it into a living and they've really earned it in a genuine way. And they've got the respect of all of us that they yeah. do that. Um, he's one of the guys that he and Tiff are the people that I go to when I'm at a track. I, I want to say hello. I want to be close to them. And I'm not trying to, glom on to their success that's not what i mean by it it's just they're they're genuine people and they're there's somebody i want to be a part of and i want to i want to know them i want to be around them i like what they do i like how they do it i like the passion that they show and uh it means something to me to call them a friend yeah. it, it's that's that's what it's about it, it, call them a friend it's important mm-hmm. yep Oh, Tiffany's watching. She gives hearts. Yeah. Yes, she my is. day is made. Thank you, Tiff, and and, and to, to you know, 
it, it behind every good man is a good woman and you are that for adam and uh um, i'm envious of what you guys got you guys have something super awesome and uh, everybody should aspire to that uh, what you guys have last year at diesel and dark corners uh when i got a uh a funnel cake and Adam and I are eating it. We look over at Tiffany on the other side of the track, freezing her ass off, and he holds up the funnel cake. Oh, <laughs> she like, was gonna kill uh, him. <laughs> I remember the look on her face. Yeah. It's like, sorry, you picked the wrong side, darling. And but, you know what, Tiffany? If your dumb husband won't come on this show, will you? Yeah. Yeah, because because we because we know who's really shy, and that's Adam, and you're not. Yeah. We got we got we're gonna hook that up. We're, we're gonna I mean, we're gonna reach out to you. We're gonna if, make that happen. If Van and Patty Hazley drove like twenty miles to go get reception, sit somewhere like underneath a tower. Yeah, I feel like you at guys an Arby's could, could do that. Yeah. Like I'm just saying, like you're gonna come on the show. Yeah, we're gonna do that. Because you can't use the excuse of I gotta work anymore. Like Yeah, you know, th- this is your job now. No. So we're gonna get you. We know you're traveling at some point on a Thursday night that's not in your home area, and it's gonna happen. If I have to no 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 day, Adam, you've day, if I've got to pin you down at PRI, yeah, and I'm bigger than you, so I literally can do that. And there'll be two of us. No, so. I say that he's lost his chance, and now we just bring Tiffany on. Yeah, dish on Adam. I'll even do do the soft approach. I'll make Allie (laughs) approach you at PRI and and we'll do it that way. We're gonna we're gonna make it happen. Yeah. Shoot. If only you're gonna be there Thursday. If you're only gonna be there Thursday, Charles, we could have done we could have sat down with a microphone and uh two of us at PRI and Ryan unfortunately won't be there, but that would have been neat. If I could carbon copy, this is my best Johnny Cash. You if know, I could, if I could carbon copy somebody as humble as Adam is about yeah. what he does a million times, this sport would be so much so better. much better. Yeah, yeah. I, I love good that about people. you. You're, you're a good dude, and I, I'm not. We're blowing your ego up tonight, and and you know what? You're gonna be you, and you're not gonna respond to that. Right. Yeah. Good people. Yep. But 100%. Tiffany, Tiffany, even though she doesn't, may not respond, she's gonna blush about nine shades of crimson. That's fine. Yeah. Yep. It's deserved. They earned it. I have. I have. And 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 to prove it, I have a photo of Tiffany in pouring down rain, and I'm talking like a foot of water carrying camera gear from oh. these dark corners last year. No one, no umbrella or anything like full on. Like she is soaked. Adam is nowhere to be found. No, Adam. Adam had the umbrella. Just kidding. Adam had the umbrella because he was carrying the other camera, and she's carrying all the gear. And like he had the umbrella or something. Like yeah, no. How did this become a Friars Club roast of Adam Wilson? (laughs) No. Be, because sorry, it, but like be, that because, just came he's, to mind, because like, he's so damn nice, and so we got to turn right? into something. That, right? That's how I you just, know. That's how you know you're in with us because we're fucking with you. You you now know you're in 
Yeah. Oh, I just about got divorced that night. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. No, I just like, I'm sitting in the shed like, I feel so sorry for her right now because A, it's cold. B, it's raining. And like, there's a legit cooler floating. There's that much water out on the track right mm-hmm. now. And she's carrying stuff without an umbrella. And Adam walks by with an umbrella carrying the camera. I was like, this is backwards. Like, give her the camera and the umbrella. Protect the investment. Protect the investment. Protect the investment. Right. So uh, I'm sorry, but we won't let him live that one down, Adam. (laughs) Tiffany, if you kick him to the couch tonight just on principle, just take a picture and send it to one of us. (laughs) Uh, It's not going to happen. We love you guys. No, I won't. And and we and we know how much you guys love each other because you wouldn't yeah. be in this together the way that you are if you didn't. Right. Yeah. So Tiffany we, definitely we, would we, not have froze her ass off on the truck over there with Jesse if 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 she didn't love him. No. And, we, or we see or enjoy the sport. So we we see it. We see what you guys do together, and we know it's a team, and okay. uh, it's awesome. And uh, are you adopting because your kids are blessed to grow up with both of you? They're cute as hell. God, have we blown enough sunshine up their ass yet? Uh, hold on a minute. <laughs> can, can we get, hang on, let me see if I can get them like 30 under 30 or some shit. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that actually would be really funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why Spock. You can get him, if you could get him as, an, as, a, as a write-in vote for 30 under 30. I don't know. I don't know why I spoke that well. So I don't know Adam, Adam do you have your? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they even announced that yet. That does no, that get they, announced? Yeah, when does that PRI. announce? At PRI. PRI. We, we won't know until there. And there's there's a few few people that are in the running for that, and I'm super excited for all of them. I'm kind of really bummed that uh, the. Some of those announcements when it comes to ODSS have already been put out there. That pisses me off. Wanted that sort of to be at the banquet, but whatever. Rookie of the year, anyway. We know that one. Wait, Tiffany's under 30. Screw Adam. Let's make let's let's just get Tiffany into the 30 under 30. Yeah. Yeah. Because Adam's not anymore. Bingo. Winner, winner. <laughs> anyway, yeah. you guys ready to call this uh, call this night? Yeah, we're, I, we're, I, we're, I, we're, I enjoyed this. This has been fun, but we're drifting into the obnoxious, and uh, so we can. That's okay. I, I, still got a, I still got a pack to leave tomorrow and go down to Lego Zark. So off to the Outlaw Banquet. I will Good luck hopefully see some of you. Um. Not me. No, and not Cody because he's a kind of a douche canoe sometimes. Yep. It happens. But I like I I feel like I need to live in at my house just because I'm not here enough anyhow. So you do pay the mortgage. I mean Right. And if right. I if I had to live in like they could they could pay the mortgage for me and I just like come as like a rental property. Makes sense. That's how it works. It, 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 it makes sense. No, it doesn't. All right, we're going to work on this one. Your name's you, on the mortgage. Pay it. You will. Right. 
you have already found this on Facebook, and you will find it on YouTube. It will also be available uh, probably tomorrow at some point via uh, your favorite podcasting stream. doesn't matter what it is. Uh, Apple, uh, Google, Spotify, iTunes, whatever. There's like 47 of them at this point. Do we pay for so yeah adam let me just throw this out to you and i throw this out in absolute seriousness i've got a condo with three bedrooms down there pick, pick a bedroom come on over dead serious if you want it you got it we could you could crash you could crash an outlaw banquet even though you've never once in your life been to an outlaw event do it It'd be the, like the weirdest thing ever, but it'd be awesome. Do it. Do it. Do it. I've done Do weirder it. things. It is. It's fun. Do it. Yeah, we don't need to hear about those. Those are not suitable for even after hours. No, they are. It was a puller inviting me to a chicken fry at his in-laws. So, or fish fry. Sorry, a fish fry. It's a fish fry at his in-laws, just so he had somebody to talk to from the pulling world. <laughs> and you know who it is, too. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. maybe don't maybe don't do it. It just got weird. Yeah. yeah. Didn't you uh didn't you drink some good bourbon that night too? No, not that night. Oh, I'm sorry for you. I probably did. Yeah. You guys uh, just tell me how far you want this to go before I click the end stream <laughs> button. All right, guys. Uh, y'all be good. See you guys. I'm out. Love you guys. See yeah. You.